whenever you need sports. Sports conference. Tune in to the nosebleed seats. That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. Join Zach Wolchuk, Zach Babb, and Eric Giafalo as they take you through the top stories of the week and beyond. I don't know who the hell that is. It's time for the nosebleed seats. There's not much that gets me more fired up. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats. A show everyone can afford to listen to. I'm your host, Zach Wolchuk, alongside my co-host, Eric Giafalo. Hey, boys. And our producer, the man that makes us sound good, the great Zach Bam. What's up, guys, on this Wednesday evening? Earliest start, not that the people care because we don't ever post it when we start, but it's the earliest start for us on a Wednesday night. It's nice. So the quickest Hank Dickinson sports broadcasting class ever. (laughs) Thankfully. Yeah, because you two come after a, a class, and then I meet you at the studios, and we get this thing out. But how's everyone's weekend been? Week? Any cool things going down? I watched a lot of the NCAA ice hockey tournament. Yeah? What's going on in that? Probably the only one to do that. Um, I didn't even know what was going on. (laughs) You're the only one in the entire world universe, Bab. Yeah. Minnesota Duluth back in it for the first time in three years. Okay. Is that a Um, private school? Duluth? UMD. No, I don't think so. They're they're part of the University of Minnesota system. Okay. Uh, UMD... Uh, Denver, top overall seed. They're in the Frozen Four. That's mm. what they call it, by the way, the Frozen Four. I kind of um, like that. And a couple other schools who I can't remember. You should be ashamed of yourself. Bad. Yeah. Bet you know it. I'm actually happy that you don't know some things. Right Cornell. Now. I can't remember the fourth one. Oh, gosh. Cornell, no Cornell no Minnesota Duluth. I already forgot the other one I just said. Denver and somebody else. I can't believe Bab went straight to talking about whatever. College the, hockey. Yes. Uh, over talking about his whole car situation. Last week, he had car troubles. Oh, today, no, no, no. Yes. Today, I'm pulling out of <laughs> Apogee. Today, I'm, so last week, I see him. He has car troubles. He can't even make it to the station, right? So that was on Thursday. And then today, after <laughs> class, we're just, literally, we're just driving out My freaking bumper's half off. <laughs> his, his bumper's oh, hanging no. off. Oh, no. Well, the funny part is, is I pull up, and my bumper is hanging off, too. Mine's been off for like a year and a half because I got the I got a low <laughs> Honda Civic, and I just... Twinsies. I pull up too far in parking spots, and it just rips. It rips it right off. It rips my parking or my freaking bumper off. And so I pull up, and Babs, the same thing today. It was fantastic. <laughs> See, except mine's not that. Mine's because my car is literally disintegrating on me. Like that's not day good. By day. You drive around a lot. Yeah, because I, I drive to Dallas constantly, and now with baseball season starting, I'm gonna start driving to Arlington a bunch to go get sound for Rangers games for TNTU. But should I go through the whole story? Yeah, let's hear it. It's kind of a hilarious. If it's entertaining, I want to hear it. Sort of semi-hilarious, and well, yeah, we'll see. Okay, so basically, so really, this goes back to October fully. Because in October, my check engine light came on, and I have a 07 Nissan Versa. And so the check engine light came on, and I went to the mechanic. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And they said, oh, your catalytic converter is on your way out. Which if you don't know what a catalytic converter is, it's basically what filters out your exhaust before it goes in the air. It's an EPA thing. So your catalytic converter is on the way out, and you said it's not going to affect how you drive your car or your car's performance or anything. Your gas mileage may go down a bit, but you'll be able to drive it. You know, it's not going to be a problem. Now, when you come up for inspection, you're going to have to get it fixed. You're not going to be able to pass inspection because it's directly related to emissions. So they're not they're not going to pass you at all. So I'm like, okay, it's about 500 bucks to fix. So I'm like, well, you know, I can save up, and my inspection is due in March. And so I'll, okay, I'll pay, I'll, I'll fix it in March. So 
Thursday morning, which is when Eric works his sports shift here at KNTU, I go to the inspection place and I, I hand it to the inspection guys. I don't say anything because I'm just I'm hoping, you know, fingers crossed that it's gonna it's gonna go through. They're not gonna catch it, and I won't have to spend five hundred bucks. Um, and worst comes to shove or push comes to shove, they do catch it, and I just end up having to pay the five hundred dollars I expected to pay anyway. So they put it through. Did you have the five hundred on you? Yeah, I was ready to pay. Ready it. to just, go. It was ready to go. Just on in case. plastic or in card, paper form? Uh, card. You want dropping them dollar bills down uh, on the not, table? Not dropping okay. them dollar bills. Um, but so I'm, I'm expected to pay this five hundred bucks, and so I put it through, and they come back to me and they say, "Oh, your your car computer's not working." And the little internal computer. Mm, yeah, that happened stuff. to me once actually too. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, it looks like it's been reset recently. So go drive it around for a bit to make you can go through all of its cycles and fix it up again. And so I do that, and I come back, and they say, well, it's still not really responding. And so they say, well, we'll drive it out some more. And so I drive it out some more. This is about an hour into this process by now. Just wasting gas. Yeah, just wasting gas, wasting gas. And so I come back in, and they get it through, and they're like, well, we've got everything. There's like nine channels that this computer reads. And it's, well, it's reading seven. It needs to read eight for us to legally be able to inspect it. So you're going to have to drive it around some more. But we are getting a response, and your cylinder one is misfiring in your car. <sighs> The whole car just needs to be redone. <laughs> Apparently, two of the, the the only two things they weren't getting were about the catalytic converter, so they had no readout on that. What they were getting a readout on was my <laughs> cylinder is now misfiring. <laughs> oh, no. That's so, amazing. So that's an issue now. My computer won't fire, and so I'm like, I'm like oh, great. You know, what's this coming to? Because I'm looking up. They quote me for the cylinder, and that's like another 400 bucks. So now I'm looking at 900 in total Jeez. costs. So I'm like, okay, well, is this really as bad as they're saying? Are they trying to scam me or what? Or so, so I go to my. You can never believe yeah, what they're saying. So I go to my mechanic guy, who I trust very well in Denton, and I say, okay, apparently my car's falling apart. And to make it better, of course, the uh, the there's a better term for it, but it's the piece of plastic underneath the car that keeps water from coming up onto your engine while you're driving. So better yet, as I leave the inspection place and drive over to my mechanic, that thing just falls off. <laughs> oh, gosh. There. That's how mine is, dude. I'm yeah. telling you, everything in my bumper area is just detached yeah. and hanging. So that falls off on the way there. I get there. I, I tell my mechanic, okay, here's what's going on. And so they run it through their system. They figure out what's wrong. So apparently, in addition to my catalytic converter going out and my cylinder misfiring, there's something wrong with a, a, a cap or something on the side of the engine that's completely split and fuel is leaking everywhere. <laughs> and God my computer dang. and my computer still won't get a readout. So they're thinking too, my computer's gone. Which that in and of itself is like a thousand bucks to fix to get a new computer for these Nissans. And so basically by the end of it, my total repair bill is twenty five about twenty after tax, about twenty six hundred bucks. And the value of my Nissan is twenty two hundred. So, oh, no. in short, tomorrow... Uh, <laughs> Tomorrow's the big day? When you're listening to this podcast, I will probably be at a car dealership uh, looking for a new car. New whips. Oh, okay, yeah. so then, so it didn't matter that you ripped your bumper off today, huh? No, the, the bumper, that was just kind of one of those, ah, great. Cherry you know, on top. Yeah, cherry on top of it all. Oh, oh, boy. My bumper's coming off now, too. I was going to say This that, car's just falling apart on me. It was 2200 yesterday. That was the value. Now it's like yeah, 1200 now it's, Yeah, now it's falling as more stuff keeps dropping off Jeez. the car. There's nothing worse than car troubles, no. man. Car troubles is the worst. No, they're terrible. And I, and I love cars, too. And this, my, my dad, too, is a, like, I am. I like to call him an amateur car enthusiast. He has a 65 Buick Skylark in the garage. Did you, say, did you say amateur? Amateur. 
Amateur. Sorry, I, I toggle amateur. back and forth between both. No, I didn't know if you just pronounced it that way. I was like, amateur, amateur, amateur. I'm like, is this a car part? What the heck no. is this? I know nothing about cars. Okay. Amateur. 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 He's very. Am- he's, he, he's not a professional. Um, amateur. But yeah, he's very busy. So he's got a, You know, he's got a, a lot going on there. He's got a '65 Skylark convertible in his garage. He Ooh. drives an '07 Saturn Sky, which is a little two-seater convertible as well. He loves cars. He'll be working on, you know, if he didn't have to go to his job, he'd be sitting in the garage working on his Buick all day. And so, you know, I, I get that from him. I love cars, but then I hate them at the same time yeah. because you always get this stuff. They're expensive, and if you run into problems, it's expensive. You're doomed. It was just so comical seeing Bab today in the parking lot. Just like, he was just like, had a, he just like, he was just at a loss. He was just so defeated. He's like, golly, man. Are you Imagine kidding me? just a cartoon character <laughs> yeah. getting all bright red, smoke yeah. coming out of the ears. Let's <laughs> kick in his car. He was just so, <laughs> so de- just deflated. Oh, no. Yeah. So, what, but, are we, what are we doing today? Well, today we've got a couple people coming on if they answer their phones, which you never know. We're going to call Kennedy Miller, who we've had on before. Love him. Talk to him a little bit about the Final Four and uh, the NBA. And we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL. we got teams changing locations, rule changes. Yes. Uh, apparently, Eric, you know, uh, something that was brought up last week, we were talking about the Romo sitch. There's a little trouble in paradise there. It's brewing. Uh-oh. I don't know if maybe you knew something about this and or you set it in motion, but supposedly Tony Romo is not too happy with Coach Garrett, it's been a little bit of uh Yeah, trouble in paradise. A little trouble in paradise there. Yeah, Jerry Jones came out today and said, um, look, we're going to make a decision by training camp. Well, what the, you know, Maybe. June 1st is well before training camp. It's, you know, the end of July, I think, is when they'll go to, I think they're splitting it in Oxnard and in the new Frisco area. It's just tough to believe anything they say about timelines because at one point he was going to be released 48 hours to the time. So give me give me a break here. One interesting thing that I read online and Brian brought it, so I got to meet at the fan this weekend. It was pretty cool Shout because I've always been a big fan. Legend, man. Yeah, Broadus knows what he's doing. Uh, and he, he said something. He got a mailbag question, and it was about the Cowboys because the Texans pick at 25, Cowboys pick at 28, and the Broncos pick at 20. So what if on draft night there's a player that's falling and every team realistically on their board usually doesn't give more than like 20 to 22 or so first round grades on guys. So when you're picking at the back end of the first round, you're probably taking a player you've got a second round grade on, right? So what if there's a guy that's slipping one of the last remaining first round guys, you want to move up three spots or you want to move up five spots and you could utilize Romo then. So instead of saying like now, hey, Houston, give me a third for Romo, because apparently, based on the trade chart, the equivalent to move from 28 to 25 would be a third-round pick. So the Cowboys would say, hey, we want to move up to 25. We'll give you Tony Romo as compensation. And essentially, boom, there you go. There's your trade. So, I don't know. I mean, that's that's That, that was something I hadn't thought about. Uh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing. And if you're the Cowboys, you might as well hold out for your chances there. I just find it unlikely that anyone's going to want to take on that contract. It's just not worth it. So, it's just the way it is. And everything's brewing right now. Everything's good. If your team's right now, you're just like, ooh, yeah, there is some, there is a little bit of friction there with old Romo. I think Romo's Perhaps creating the friction a bit. Yeah. So. And then there's Spag. Spagnola came uh, on my station, the fan, on G Bag Nation, 
and said, look, Tony, if he gets released, now he's got to work a contract with a new team. And what if this team, like you're saying, doesn't want to pay him a lot of money? They're like, look, we're going to offer you $6 million a year, whatever it is. Romo isn't going to leave $14 million on the table. He's going to say, no, look, this is what I was going to make. I want to make close to ballpark that area. So I don't know. In Tony Romo's situation, maybe a trade benefits him more so than being released as well. It's it's interesting. There's a lot of layers to this story. Eventually, it'll get figured out. But uh, I stand by my stance. I want something for Tony, and I'm going to hold on to him as long as I can. Yeah, I know. Hold him tight. Stay. And then June 1st, if nothing happens... Goodbye. Sayonara. Spread your wings and fly, my friend. And okay. Great. Cool. We'll see. So there's some NFL talk. We're then going to call up uh, Clay Massey, who I don't know. I don't even know who that is. Um, Why? Who is this guy? He reached out on Twitter. He works for FC Dallas. He's a beat writer there. And he goes to school at North Texas. He works for North Texas Daily, the school paper. Big Rangers aficionado. But Bab posted some crap about the Astros on Twitter, and I just said, I think it was the odds to win. It, was some, it wasn't some crap. It was ESPN statistical analysis. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? These bots are pumping out numbers, all right? Whatever. Wait, so this is a baseball guy? It's a baseball guy. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a, he's a jock of all trades, but we're going to have him on to talk some baseball, and it's really just we're going to talk about Rangers and Astros, who's going to win that AOS. The season starts. Initially, guys... I wanted to ask, I met Jared Sandler, who is the pre- and post-game show host for the Rangers on 105.3 The Fan. Also does a lot of play-by-play work for the Rangers. He's a play-by-play guy for the Legends. Met him, and I've talked to him previously on the phone, just hadn't had like that face-to-face interaction. I met him over the weekend, too. And I wanted to reach out and see if he was down to come on the show. But Kyle Yeomans and I were supposed to call a lacrosse game tonight. Well, Kyle had that class you're in, too. And he calls me last night and says, hey... I forgot I have class. We're not going to be able to call this game. You can go and call it if you want. And I thought about it for a second. And then I thought, no, I'm just not trying to butcher this. I'm, I'm trying to get on the payroll with these people. And I'm finally getting to the point where I'm doing a solid job color. My last game I thought was good. I'm not trying to complete make an ass of myself attempting to do play-by-play. So I wasn't able to arrange to get St. Lawrence. So Clay was the next best thing. We can talk baseball briefly move on with our lives i wish i could say i was excited about it yeah i know you're not because you don't like the marlins but it it is what it is it's just baseball in general i just can't get up for it yeah it's a long season it's a long season i want to see how quick we can get out of this interview okay well we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna make a record time just like i don't think our record's that long hey clay nice to meet you all right we're out of here um then we'll do some let's get weird with wolchuk you got your Let's Get Weird t-shirt on. I do have a, yeah, I do. I have a Let's Get Weird shirt on. That and looks like high quality. Where did you get that, dude? Do you want to know? Yeah. Do you want to know? Can that, I reveal my sources? Do it. Walmart. 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 And Walmart's got some underappreciated shirts. They do, and they're cheap too, man. Hey, baby, we're nosebleeders, all right? Everything we do I basically, is not to Seriously, Not to bash my own university, but all those North Texas polos I wear to like games we called and stuff. Those are like 20 bucks at Walmart compared to like 85 at the UNT bookstore. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Walmart brand for life, baby. All day, every day. Cool. So we're getting weird with you. You got your t-shirt. I'm pr- actually we are. Got, I'm rocking my Miami Heat t-shirt. I'm Trophy probably... stay in Miami with three. Is that when the I Heat won my... their third? You're dang right. It was. Nice. And, and I got was... my Astros hat. We know so you do. Good. You've got your disastros hat on.
So we're all representing, baby. I'm just really not excited about the baseball talk. So Yeah, whatever, dude. Can you be a little more excited? No. Please? If it was about anything other than baseball, Jeez. maybe. Hockey? Wow, that's a tough one. Yeah, because you're really no. cutting out like half of the core four right now. No, I like, Eric. I like hockey better than baseball. Do you? Because when we've talked about hockey, you've really made an ass out of it, too. Well, I don't know hockey, but I like hockey better than But you than like baseball. it more than baseball. Well, no, because okay. the only hockey we've talked is Babs, like, freaking rec league back at home from Cyprus. The only one, it's like two family members watch nationwide. No one knows. It's like a men's backyard league. It's back worth, ice. Yeah, I don't know, pond like, hockey kind of deal. It's ridiculous, man. And this theme is not. No, this theme is NHL theme? NHL on ESPN. And now the theme of the World Cup of Hockey on ESPN. Hey, I've been hearing rumors that the Hitchcockinator, Kenny, Ken Hitchcock. Yeah, he may make a return to Dallas. Even though he was supposed to retire after he got fired by the Blues this year. So, you know, good old Hitch. Come on home. Yeah. Let's get that Stanley Cup magic. In, it ties in well with it, the uh, fact the Stars were officially eliminated from the playoff contention this week. So It's sad. Nothing like a giant drop-off from last year. to uh, From the top seed in the West to... Probably a top five pick. Hey, that's all right. Retool, reload, baby. That's what the Mavericks should be doing. They keep hanging around. We can ask Kennedy about that, too. And then we'll wrap it up. Because last week, and you know what? Maybe the last two shows. I think it was just last week. I didn't get any Conor McGregor music, and I was butthurt about it. Yes, you were. So, we have a butthurt, 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 butthurt. Yeah, I was butthurt. So, I went ahead and found some audio clips that Bab nicely put together. From the last time, episode two with Corey Allison, dear, dear friend of ours, fan of the show. Love him. What's happened since then? Regarding this Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather stuff. There's some audio bits. We're going to touch on it. It's going to be sexy. The chub will be out and fully strapped. It looks like you're torquing. It looks like you skipped chub. It's and pulsating. Went, you went straight to fully torqued. Mm, and we haven't, even, we haven't even gone in yet. No. Just the tip. Just to see how it feels. Yeah, we haven't even gotten balls deep. So here's the deal. We can try and call Kennedy and ask him about this. But I want to get into a story first that I just recently found. It's a bit of breaking news. Breaking? Yeah. Uh-oh. Did you guys watch... Uh, it's a little precursor to Let's Get Weird with Wolchuk, and this is pretty weird. You guys watch the Teletubbies, is he Ken? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I did. Why do you ask? Well, Bab, did you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You guys remember Poe? Yeah, that's the... Kinky winky. The red oh, one, yeah. Right? La, la. Oh. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm very interested to see where this is going. <laughs> what the he- Why are we going. talking about Teletubbies? Well, this story, um, it might be something you want to know. It might be something you don't want to know. But the human being behind the Poe costume in Teletubbies. So on... they only use one? Like the whole the whole history of the show, I guess? I think so. I don't think the show ran that long, did it? Maybe four years? So, yeah. I don't think it ran very long. Oh, really? They just re, re they just replayed, replayed, replayed? They didn't speak, we so it's just internet, a person yeah. in a suit. Oh, that's true. You know? It takes talent, though. <laughs> yeah, you got to move around and dance a little bit. They certainly danced a lot. But this this woman, female, by the way, I think a female yeah, played all four, of the Teletubbies. Four years, and they actually revived it. It's currently in progress right now, oh, November of 2015. Hell but yeah. The Different original, people. The original run was 97 to 01. Okay. 
Teletubbies making a comeback. Why are we talking about this? The original Poe went on to star in a show following Teletubbies in which she made some lesbian pornography. What? Yeah. Spoil your childhood. Earmuffs, kids. Wait, so the actress... Yes, the actress... That played Poe in Teletubbies... Yes. Her her side gig was adult films? After Teletubbies. Not side gigs. Wait, she's, okay. she's out of the suit now. Okay, no, no. She's regular homegirl. I was hoping she was going to be Poe. It's not po. a furry situation. I thought she was going to be Poe in the videos. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have that kind of weird fetish. But this, no, she was not rocking the suit. She was just doing her own thing. That's unfortunate. Yes. That's so, less sexy. On the eve of the 20th anniversary of the show this week, by the way, video has emerged of Pooh Fan Lei, which was her name. Pui Fan Lei. Pui, wait, so what is she? Uh-huh. I don't know what she is, but she starred in a drama on Channel 4 called Metrosexuality, in which she was filmed performing a sexual act on another female. As Poe from Teletubbies. She it was Poe in Teletubbies, but not as Poe. Shoot. In Teletubbies. There's a trailer, by the way, on this link. Oh yeah. Should, should we check it out? Is She's it 45, awesome? too, by the way. And she lives in Nottingham. Uh, and she says there's nothing regretful about her steamy TV moment, saying she didn't take the lesbian role to be deliberately controversial. She added, Yes, I was Poe, but I am an actress too. And the role looked interesting, exciting, and challenging. She's just trying to Evolve as an actress. PBS cannot be happy about that. And then this. it's got a picture of all four Teletubbies waving. This is great. Oh, my gosh. KERA is up in arms right now. Wait, so did they get someone to replace her? They have a new... They have to have a I new think they. Poe. I think they recasted all four. They must have. They must yeah. have. You can't be casting freaking MILF porn so, stuff. Is she a, do we have a photo of her? Is no, she, there's no photo on here. There is a trailer really? for the show, but I don't have a photo of her on here. The article concludes, and I'm not sure if this is a joke or if it is serious, but it says, For what it's worth, I overheard in a bar last year a woman saying she'd slept with Dipsy from Teletubbies. It's <laughs> unknown oh whether God. or not that was true or if the actor was dressed up as Dipsy at the time. And to be fair, I don't really want to know, says the person who wrote this article. Yes, it had to be that way. It was courtesy of Lad Bible. I'm sure there's from a lot Josh of people. There's just a bunch of people running around in Teletubby oh outfits. Oh, my gosh. Getting on. I'm yeah. telling you, that's probably an underground thing. Teletubby porn. Well, why is it always like this where it's like these... That's one of those things you can find on the dark internet yeah. or something like this. Wasn't, uh, wasn't Barney... Didn't the guy in Barney have some scandalous things I think things he was like later? a like, child molestation. Yeah. There was yeah, some weird, was raunchy one, crap yeah. going on there. Gotta be careful with these people, Barney, man. Barney was filmed around here in Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. Listen, you gotta be... Come on. You gotta be a little... Uh, you gotta be a little goofy. To be the, the guy suit? that like no, to be the guy that aspires to be the Teletubby guy. Know. Does anybody aspire to guy? do that, or do they say, "Hey, we're gonna cast you. Here's a check." I don't know, man. But for you to just, I mean, if the... someone paid me enough, I'd get a Teletubby yeah, I'd do suit. that too. <laughs> All right. Hell, I've dressed up in the cow suit, the Chick Fil A cow suit, in my Chick Fil A days. Did you, did you go spin like a sign outside at the corner of the street? Actually, you probably. You don't even have to do that at Chick-fil-A. It's just you, you, you just... walk around and the kids are like, "Oh, hi!" and you like take a picture, oh. you wave, you stand outside at the corner, but you have like two or one or two Chick-fil-A <laughs> employees with you because it's hot Gosh. and they've, it's tough to move around sometimes in the suit. So you're 
waving and dancing to try and attract people to your Chick-fil-A location. Did people ever like mess with you? Did you ever get bullied, shoved, egged? I only got into the... the, the, I've gotten to know that's an overstatement. I've talked to the guy who does Victory Green, the Stars mascot, Mm -hmm. and apparently there's some kids who were like, you know... Aggressive? Yeah. Yeah. Like come up and give them a shot in the nuts or something. No. (laughs) I'm just curious, Walchick, if that's like... When you think back at your life, is that like the low? Is that your lowest point? No, look, it was one time I volunteered to do it because I worked Chick Fil A for eight years, five of which were as a manager. So the everyday ins and outs got tedious and boring. So any outside oh, avenue okay. to change it up, okay. I'll put the suit on one day, Mister Manager. I put it on once and I never put it on again because that thing is hot, dude. It is hot in there. Heard you can like if like working a football game or something about, oh. you can like sweat off like 10 pounds it's bad of water i mean seriously you know? like we only allow the person to be outside in the texas heat of the summer for so long before they have to come in go chill in the freezer for a little bit cool down it's heated literally it sounds like a miserable miserable yeah. job i won't reveal who it is but i personally know our unt mascot you know what now that i think about it you two might know who this person is too i won't reveal the gender Either way, I know our mascot here, the Eagle, right? At so we UNT. can we can talk about it off air. Should well, I bring the mics off like for two seconds and you tell us? No, 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 no. I don't even want to talk about who it is. <laughs> it's just I know from personal experience how miserable and disgusting those outfits are. I hope Chick Fil A cleaned it. Otherwise, that was probably the germiest moment of Walchick's life. It was gross. And he's crapped himself many, many, many times and rolled in it. Right? That's how you pick up girls. First of all, Joeberg. And Jogo. Or Jogo, yeah. Jogo <laughs> yeah, no. and Jogo. Uh, I didn't actually do that. That's what the wild dogs do in the jungle of Africa. I will and say I that. And I was joking and saying we should try that out to try and get the South African women, but it might work. It might. I think it's going to be a good tactic. Never know. No, but I, I was going to say, you look better today. Just in ter- I know last week you were just like, you were struggling, man. You were, you were gassy and you were, mm-hmm. you were jet lagged and that South African food had just been marinating in you for too long you look better today well thank you you got your color back thank you i you're appreciate smiling. it i'm smiling it's better well and you're good <laughs> it's, it's better better yeah well because you can't go here right so you were whole, you having to hold it because you can't go to you can't go in the have you ever gone deuce deuce here at the cantu you guys you'll smell it in the whole station so that's a no so you did once and it smelled no. and then you just you can tell who did has, uh, I don't know. But so he has. I bet Sam Madison's a guy that's pooped up here. <laughs> I can't fathom going deuce deuce here. And just in public places in general. Look, I'd rather it. go up in here than in the bathrooms around the school. campus. Yeah. I'm not down for any of that. Oh, no. I agree with you. I'm not. A, like, I've got a poo at my house. Yeah. At a friend's if it's that bad. And I know, like, all right, I know the person. Yes. You got to be in a comfort zone. Because, exactly. Golly, man. I'm, I'm kind of. And the other thing, though, is, and I can thank my friend Hayden Barksdale for this. Uh, longtime friend. Today's actually his birthday. March 29th. Happy birthday, Hayden. Happy 23rd. Love you, brother. Uh, and probably the best thing, maybe the greatest thing he's ever passed on to me in our friendship in high school. Flushable toilet wipes. Baby wipes almost. Ooh. You have them. That is what you use. You cut. Co- you accompany it with your toilet paper. But that is kind of the thing that really gets everything clean. It changed my life, and now I can rarely go without it. So that is like a key, key thing. Flushable, flushable. Where wipes. do you get those? Dude, you can get them. I mean, it's like you can just get them at any like. Well, we're gonna have to go to the store. We're gonna have CBS. to make a store run, and you're gonna have to point these out to me because 
the burning times. I think we all know that. I feel and like that is the solution. That right there is a huge cure. And just overall cleanliness, man. I mean, come on. Comfort, yeah. cleanliness. You know Release you got it all. Release the mud butt potential exactly. completely. Exactly. You know what I mean? You don't want swamp ass walking around a uh. campus. That's miserable. Walking around anywhere, you never want swamp ass. So flushable wipes. I don't go in public. Dude, I don't I'm, go in public either. And on an airplane is the worst. Oh, oh no, well, horrible. when you're on a plane for that, you had to go. Did you no, go no, on the plane? To, no, up, I didn't. I'll and that's why you. I was so gassy because I had held it in uh, for 24 hours. That makes Gray, sense. I'll, I'll one-up you. Greyhound bus. <laughs> oh, they have bathrooms in the bus? Some of them do. I guess you and have the, to. And yeah. And the, yeah, those you know travel buses and stuff. Like, no. I mean, let's be honest. A porta potty is the worst thing out there, right? Or like, or oh. no, 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 no. Like a nightclub, a nightclub bathroom. You know all about those from Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Nightclub. I mean, call, even, even just a bar. Men's yeah, restroom. Yeah. How disgu- Is that not one of the most disgusting places on earth? You could you could take into account I mean, every location way worse. on earth. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I hope not. Women are gross. That would really, really ruin things for me because I know how disgusting. A men's bar bathroom? Come on, man. Oh, they're gross. There's piss on the floor, piss There's on the vomit. Walls. I mean, I've vomited in those bathrooms before. I've personally known. I have disrespected those bathrooms. Discreetly, though, of course. I... Yeah, discreetly, exactly. You know me. When I when I didn't when I didn't get a chance to run out of the bar and go outside like a decent human being, I had to do it inside the bathroom. Needless to say, I'd rather puke in a public bathroom <laughs> than go deuce deuce in a public bathroom. Look, the thought of somebody, especially going back to the airplane bathroom, it's like one the bathroom itself is gross, but then I'm worried that there's people waiting on you, so the pressure's on. You clench up, you're tense, yes. you're not comfortable with it. It's not a good experience at all. I just, no, it, it's it's not possible. It's, it's not, not possible well, for me. Honestly, planes in general are some of the most germy places out there because people are like sick, coughing, it's all contained. So you're all breathing, coughing, breathing, sneezing, coughing. They go out of their way to make sure no smell air gets of, in oh. from outside the plane. Smell of farts, it's just rampant. Gosh, man. So, and you were, you were trapped in one of those things for what, 18 hours or something crazy? It was 16, yeah. Ew, man. Ew. I mean, at the time you're just sitting on the plane after you're bored, probably close to 17 hours total, yeah. Not for me. Awful. But, I look, it was worth it to go, but the flight itself stinks. Uh, if I could get, there's, uh, I saw a video of this awesome first class airlines where essentially you've got your own little cubicle. You've got a bed in there. You've got your own little cubicle. Each person gets designated times to go to their bathroom. But this bathroom is like pristine. It's private. It's big. You can walk around. They've got a shower in there. Like it looks legit. Dang. Dude. And you know you're by yourself because each person has like 15 minutes or something like that. Oh, that is or 30 freaking, minutes. But is that only for like it's round one trip? airline that I know oh, of? Okay. And yeah, I mean I'm sure it's super expensive. You have to be famous in some way. One of my friends actually, her mother is a flight attendant, and she was posting on Snapchat. She got a free ticket. Because I guess her mom has the hookup, and if there's available seats, she's able to just jump on and fly with her. And they went to Hong Kong or someplace in Asia, and she got to go on these seats. So I'm, like, seeing her snapping it around. Dude, it looked like the way to fly. Yep, that's If luxurious. I were to fly like that, I don't think I could ever fly again afterwards. It would be spoiled. Listen, man, we're nosebleeders, okay? We fly coach. It's true. And, in fact, I bought tickets to UFC 211 with my roommate. Two of my roommates. And where are they? We're sitting in the nosebleed seats, Of course baby. you are. Up in the 300 levels. Now, granted, we are like center ice, technically, or center court. It's at the American Airlines Center, and that's where the octagon will be. So 
I think as far as nosebleed seats goes, we've got the best view. Oh, you do, But we're man. sitting upper level, baby. I have to, right? No, dude, that's better. Dude, you know you what? You have to wear that shirt to it. Let's get weird. Yeah. He's going to wear a Conor McGregor shirt, but oh. I could Is wear Is he fighting weird. in 211? He's not. Oh. No, but it's a great then, card for a non-McGregor fight. I was going to say, if McGregor was fighting, he, Walchuk would have to wear like 19 pairs of underwear. For those nosebleed seats, it would have been like triple the price if Conor was fighting. I probably wouldn't be going. That's true. It would have been too expensive. Cage, uh, courtside's overrated, though, man. The people right. don't realize the best seats in the house are actually what they actually usually think is the worst seats in the house. And you got them. Good you got for a you. good overview. This is what I sh we should make a shirt that I can wear promoting the podcast. Yes, you should wear a nosebleed seat. Yeoman's offered to make us a logo. He says he enjoys doing that kind of thing, and he'd be down to make us a logo. Yes, sign him up for it. We're going to have to get creative with that one. Well, we get weird and we get creative all the time, right? I'm imagining a nose with some dripping blood. <laughs> what do you think? I like that idea, but I think my, my little grotesque thing that'll be welcoming or off-putting. No, everybody loves a good nosebleed. Yeah. Do Come they? on. That was perfect with the music ending. <laughs> That was amazing. Uh, that was that was unscripted reality. All right, let's try and call Kennedy. I never got a text back that he was down. Are you? <laughs> are we gonna wake him up? Like last week, no, no, I know no. we sprung I mean, it I, on I Nick. I texted him at like eight. No, Nick was ready to rock. I'm kidding. Nick's a true professional. Um, I texted him at like eight and said, "Hey, we'll probably call you at 8:30. But the problem is because I was expecting to get back and only be doing the show around eleven because of the lacrosse game. So I had told Kennedy and Clay, "Hey." If we call, it's going to be late. Like, I'm talking after 11, possibly midnight, when we get you on. Is that okay? They both said yes. So now it's like three hours earlier. Should be fine. Should be okay. He You've got the number, anything. right, Bab? You've got it? Yeah. Let's, let's dial let's him dial up. Let's dial him up. If he doesn't answer, we'll call back later. It'll be awkward, but we love awkward tension. Oh, I never sent the text. Are you serious? I didn't push send. <laughs> you are such a jerk. <laughs> So did you hang up? Are we not going to call him now? No, 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 call. Well, first right. of all, now call I, him, I, I said the text that. and said calling. The dial. Oh, let's see if oh, that works. You want to hear that? Dialing up Kennedy here. My system's not that fancy. Dang it. Once I feed it through this system, I lose control of buttons. It's all right. Let's dial him up anyways. Listen to the music. Well, hold on a second. So I matched with a girl on Bumble. I started talking to her. Really? And I told her I do a podcast. What, did it turn her on? No. In fact, <laughs> really? she specifically said, I don't want to end up being a story on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you assure that, that we wouldn't do I that? I told her I wouldn't do that. Definitely not going to talk but about like, it. But do you think before this gets anywhere, do you think that that's still a girl worth talking to? Because I even said, like, if there's something entertaining and I want to bring it up. Yeah. You know, obviously, I wouldn't without your permission. She said, no, I'm not trying to be ugly, but I don't want to be on the podcast at all. You're talking about Just her. to be honest. No, well, then, yeah, she's got to go. She's got to go? She's got to go bye-bye. Okay. Dude, we're, get out of here. But she loves football, dude. You know how hard that's to find? A girl that's into football? The foosballs? Dime a dozen, man. I can't wait to talk about your Tinder dates here in a moment. I went on one. saw Beauty and the Beast this weekend. Oh, here we go. Kennedy. Please answer. Don't be sleeping. Kennedy. Hello? Hey, Kennedy, welcome. You're on Nosebleed Seats. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, dude? Zach Wolchuk, Eric G. Follow Zach Babb just here. Oh, I'm glad you answered, man. My butthole was tight and quenched because I meant to. I sent a text. Well, I didn't send it, but I had a text 
typed out to send to you about 30 minutes ago, like, hey, we're going to call you at 8.30, and I forgot to push send. So when I texted you just a second ago and said calling, I was really just hoping you would answer. Oh, yeah, I was waiting on it. Okay. True professional, man. Good. Kennedy Miller. Kennedy Miller. On with uh, the greatest podcast in the uh, in the internet, Snowblade Seats here. That's correct. We got to ask him about Teletubbies first, man. Oh, yeah. Kennedy, were you a Teletubbies fan growing up? Uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah, I guess I was a Teletubbies fan. Come on. You can admit it. It's okay. This is our safe space. Remember, Kennedy, you've been here before. Yeah. Yeah, I like Teletubbies. Yeah, I liked it too. I especially like the intro song. But do you remember Poe specifically? Poe does ring a bell. Poe. Oh, oh. Yeah, she does. Apparently, all the, the red one. The red one was Poe. All the Teletubbies were played by females. Poe went on to star in a television series in which she was a lesbian and apparently performed various lesbian acts on the television show. Does that scar you or change your opinion on it at all? And this is breaking news. Not Poe. Yeah, yeah, it was Poe. Yeah. Oh. The baby, too. I felt like Poe was the youngest one. Yep. Sad. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a bummer. <laughs> Kennedy, you seem pretty bummed about takes that. Takes you man. back, doesn't it? It takes a minute to process. Well, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm happy for Poe. She's living a life. <laughs> That's my guy. That's my guy right there. All right, Kennedy, what the hell, man? Um, you knew I, I was in South Africa, so I missed the first two rounds of the tournament. I got to see a little bit of, of the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. We're in the Final Four now. What are your thoughts about this NCAA tournament so far, my dude? Man, I, I don't know anybody's bracket that is still even maybe 50% right. Um, having both Carolinas in the Final Four was a shocker to me, and not having Kansas in the Final Four was also a shocker given how uh, deep and how, you know, how many veteran guys they had on their team. I, I thought Duke would win it, and they ended up getting upset by South Carolina, who just started going on the upset bid, upsetting Duke and, and Florida and Baylor. And so you've got a team that really nobody knows about in South Carolina. And then you've got Gonzaga also, who a lot of people, including myself, thought that, you know, they don't really play that, you know, that much high-level competition. And even in the tournament, they kind of were able to, to get a favorable uh, region because Duke, because Duke lost and Baylor lost before they could get to them. So they ended up going up against West Virginia, who, who did give them a run like I predicted. And then – going up against 11 seed Xavier. Uh, as far as North Carolina, you know, it was, a, it was a heartbreaker for Kentucky to go out and, and beat them like that. But, you know, Oregon whooped on Kansas, so all four teams pretty much deservingly are there. Yeah, Oregon looks really, really good. I got to say, I thought that winner of North Carolina-Kentucky, I picked Kentucky in one bracket, I picked North Carolina in the other, and it was basically whoever I had winning that game, I think is going to go on to win it all. What? How good was that game to you? I mean, it came down to the end. It's one for the ages. I don't think it's got that old school Duke Kentucky. It's the anniversary of the Leitner shot that they were having on Sports Center yesterday, so it made me think of that. But in terms of some of the great tournament games we've seen over the last decade or so, that one's right at the top, and in, in my opinion. Yeah, that was a great game. I kind of like you. I thought the winner of Kentucky and UCLA. Okay. Could be the one that go that went to the Final Four and, and competed in the championship. But um, one of the things was that the the game prior to that Kentucky beating UCLA, De'Aaron Fox had his way on Lonzo Ball and was uh, really working around the rim, knocking down some jump shots. But against North Carolina, 
They have a lot of bigs down there that kind of took away those those driving lanes and made it hard for De'Aaron Fox. And it's been said all year that, you know, Kentucky is a is a two-horse team. They have De'Aaron Fox and they have Malik Monk. And if those two guys can't get it going, then Kentucky is, is going to be in trouble. And so Malik Monk hit that D3 to tie it up. But the other guy, Sean Maya, I don't even know his name, a preferred walk-on. He traveled. He traveled, by the way, but he had a he had a clutch shot to beat them. Don't hit on my boy, Kennedy. Come on, Kennedy. Game I, of the, I, moment of his life, man. It was a huge shot. I got to call a travel when I see one, but, you know, <laughs> kudos to him. Kudos Did you have Kentucky in your bracket? Is that why it was a travel? Uh, I actually had UCLA beating them, but uh, after UCLA lost, then I was rooting for Kentucky because Duke was no longer in it, and I can't, you know, I can't root for UNC, but. So who was your final four? My final four, I want to say, was Duke, Kansas, uh, UCLA, and I want to say, huh, I can't think of the last team right now. It had to be South Carolina. No, it wasn't South Carolina. Not at all. I think it was something that, like, uh, ESPN stat was, like, like six-tenths of a percent of all brackets had South Carolina in the Final Four. I had them losing in the first round of Marquette. I did, too. I did, too. I had them out immediately. Same here. Same here. So is how much we know. Well, if you had to ask me at the beginning of March Madness to name three players on South Carolina, I wouldn't be able to name any. So you moving furniture, Kennedy? Kenny, what you got going on over there, bud? Sorry, man. My phone fell. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. All right, so with the Final Four, how it is, Oregon-North Carolina, I think that's a delicious game with the way Oregon's playing. Yummy. Yes. And then South Carolina-Gonzaga. Like you said, look, Gonzaga is a team that perennially disappoints in the tournament, and I know they only lost one game in the regular season, but as soon as they lost that game, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, Gonzaga's not that good. Give them credit. Sure, their side of the bracket – Kind of some of the top teams got knocked off, but they've gotten to the Final Four. If I had to pick, I say Gonzaga, North Carolina is our final. I pick North Carolina to win it all for the cash in this KTU bracket, so I'm sticking with the heels. I know that's not what you want to hear. What do you think with this Final Four when the dust settles? Who's going to be cutting down the nets with that one magic moment? Well, I agree with you. I think it will be North Carolina, Gonzaga. Um, you know, because they... Because they haven't played anybody, you can kind of overlook the stats. But the reality is is that they have the number one defense in college basketball right now. And so they have a lot of size. And they, they know how to score down low. They're big, they're big guys. Uh, Kornoski, I want to say that's his name. He's like 7'2". He's like 270. He's, he's just a big anchor down there. And he's actually got a little outside touch. So it makes Gonzaga really difficult. To, uh, to guard, especially starting at the top. They have a 6'5", 6'4", point guard, Nigel Williams-Goss, who just transferred from Washington, who's come in and just given them a, a tremendous lift and kind of what propels them to being a number one seed. And so I think it'll be Gonzaga and North Carolina. I don't think Oregon will go away uh, without a fight. Uh, but I think North Carolina was primed to be uh, coming back here at the beginning since last season when they lost 
that heartbreaker to Villanova. So I just didn't want to admit it, but now that they're here, kudos to the Tar Heels, and I think they'll be playing Gonzaga. All right, very good. Well, Kennedy, I want to switch over to the more important stuff, the NBA. Okay, what's wrong with your Cavaliers, first and foremost? What is going on? Well, one of the problems is we can't guard anyone right now. Well, that's we. Oh, yeah, he's part of the team. Yeah, you know, we, we just struggle to defend individual matchups, and it's a glaring notice that we don't have a lot of one-on-one defenders. You know, besides <laughs> LeBron James, I guess you could throw in J.R. Smith and maybe Tristan Thompson. Everybody's a minus defender from there down the line. We've also had some injuries. We haven't been fully healthy, so we haven't been able to to have some cohesion as a team. J.R. Smith is just now coming back. Kevin Love is just now coming back. And now Kyle Korver has got like a, a sore foot or something. He's out for the rest of the week. He just seems like one of those bitches, right? That's just He's always got a lingering issue. Korver, sure. I mean, Zach, what the heck is a sore foot? I don't know. That's Deion I, Sanders. He missed a whole year with a toe. Yeah, like, oh, man, that's that's crazy to me. And so, I, you know, I'm not really worried, and we lost the number one seed, but I'm not worried about that because, you know, any LeBron James team can win anywhere, as you noticed by the finals last year in game seven. But, um, Well, Kennedy, you know I'm a Heat fan, and my Heat are playing pretty well right now. Are they – are they doing this on purpose? Is LeBron trying to purposely avoid playing the Heat so he doesn't have to go the one versus the eight and get knocked out by the freaking Miami Heat? Kennedy, you know it's true. Well, I'm not worried about the Miami Heat. And LeBron is, Kennedy. LeBron is. Miami Heat at all. Why would he not uh, want to play them? I mean, it's like Wade's still on the team. Bosch is Christine Bosch's way out of there. Just have his number, man. That's all. You, I mean, you have Whiteside and you have Drogic. And Deion Waiters. They, I mean, they beat us twice this year, but the reality is... Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. So much we and us. The reality is you, you're trying to beat a LeBron James team four times out of seven, and there's no back-to-backs, and we get to game plan for you. It won't be pretty for the Heat. Who do you think you go game seven? Down no. to the final possession, overtime, probably double no, overtime? You, you guys might sneeze and get five. All right, man. Wow. Thanks. Thanks okay, for so killing my dreams, Kennedy. You, okay. you're, you're not worried. You think Cleveland's going to, once the playoffs come around, the Cavs will figure it out, Bron Bron will do his thing, and they'll still represent the East in the finals. If injury is no problem, once the playoffs come around, and, you know, people forget because, you know, our defense is bad, but we brought in Larry Sanders, who's working out with the D-League team now because he's out And Andrew Bogut, he just didn't last more than a minute, unfortunately. That's true. But Larry Sanders, before he was, got depressed and, you know, fell in love with marijuana. Well, who's not in love with marijuana, Kennedy? Come on. (laughs) Two years ago, this guy was a premier shot blocker in the NBA. And, you know, I remember him averaging like two and a half, almost three blocks a game and getting a triple-double, 10 points, 11 rebounds, 10 blocks. That's how much of a rim protector this guy is. So once he finally gets in shape, and there's no doubt that we're going to be using him because we wouldn't have signed him this quickly if he wasn't going to be used in the playoffs. So that should help our defense, especially around the rim, come playoff time. Larry Sanders, the X Factor, huh? He's going to put you guys over the top, Kennedy? I, I think so. I think that would be, it, you know, it's looking like a minor addition right now because he's not playing, but playoff time comes around, and LeBron James has that type of rim protector behind him. 
if like just saying if he can if he can get back to that level, which I don't see why he wouldn't because he's still in his mid twenties. So if he gets to that rim protecting level he had back with Milwaukee, oh man, it, it might be another chip coming home to to Cleveland. All right, what about the West? Is, uh... Golden State and the Spurs are playing right now, I'm pretty sure, or about to tip off here in a little bit. Uh, is, does this game matter tonight, and do you, what do you see going forward? Are the, are the Warriors still going to be the ones playing the Cavs in the finals? Um, I don't think it's going to change much. I, it would be interesting to see this Cavs, I mean, this uh, Warriors-Spurs game to see how they match up playing each other this year. We know the Spurs won first game of the year and we know they won when the Warriors rested their starters but you know this is minus Kevin Durant both teams are relatively healthy so you kind of get a, a look at how these teams match up with each other because they didn't match up in the playoffs last year and everybody wanted to see that and so um, it's a contrast of styles the Spurs can kind of play up tempo but you know they kind of like to slow it down where the Warriors play that pace and space type of ball so It'll be interesting to see how it comes out. What happened to the Rockets, man? Are the Rockets doing anything in the West? Well, the Rockets have to defend. I think their problem lies with Cleveland's problem, but the only thing is the Rockets don't practice defense. In the Cavs' case, we don't have that many defenders, but we're going. our coach is a defensive-minded coach. The Rockets, we're trying to outscore you. And if you run up against Golden State like they did last night, now, I don't think Ryan Anderson played, and, of course, Kevin Durant didn't play. But, you know, last night was a night where they just didn't make shots. I, I think they only hit, like, six threes last night and ended up losing to Golden State by nine, ten points. How about Dirk getting 30K? I, the German. Um, you know, he's the best European player to ever, to ever step foot in the NBA courts. And uh, he's pretty underrated on the all-time list. Tell me about it, dude. Of, of best players, but when you think about somebody that's transcended the game, you think about freaking you know, goat, stretch, dude. Freaking yeah, goat, man. About all the stretch fours that are in the NBA, um, the one-legged fader, all of that is mm. pretty much because of. of mm, you can say that again. Mm. When you have a move that is, is is nicknamed after you, and people practice it from then on after they've seen you do it, you, you're pretty. You're pretty special. Give me some Maverick love. Uh... And Noel trade looking looking pretty good for the future. Carlisle's too damn good. The Mavericks can't tank. They're still floating around, maybe getting into the eighth seed. I'm hoping they don't. They'll get a couple more lottery balls, maybe get lucky. Otherwise, they'll probably be picking like eight to ten in the draft. I think there's a player there that can make the Mavericks even better heading into next year. I'm liking the youth, the nucleus that has been brought in here to Dallas. I think the future is brighter than it's ever been right now. If you guys get that eight to ten spot, um, I would be very intrigued about you guys getting De'Aaron Fox from Kentucky. Tell me about him. Cypress native. I can tell you that. He went to Side Lakes High School. <laughs> yes, sir, Bab. I, call, I called a bunch of his games in high school. Welcome to the show, Bab. Let's hear about him. Oh, you want me to break this down? I want both. Okay. All right, Kennedy, you break. go first. And, Bab, if Kennedy leaves something out, you go. I'll moderate. Okay. He's a, he's a stud. Um, this guy... Is a, is a kid who's athletic. He gets John Wall comparisons. You know, he doesn't really have a, a great jump shot, but he can attack the rim. He's long. He's lanky. Um, and he's explosive. And to Bab's point, you know, he's a Houston native. 
he dropped 50 points on varsity his freshman year. So uh, this, this guy is no joke. He's, he's been for real for a long time. And I think he will slide in that 7 to 10 range because there are already two point guards that will probably get selected over him. And so the Mavs should, uh, if they if they pursue a point guard, be looking at him. Am anything that you wanted to add? Uh, not really, except I called that fifty point game. But you would want him, you would be a Maverick fan, I think, if if they drafted him. I'd be a casual. I'd yeah, be a deer and fox. You'd support fan. the guy that you called. Yeah. Did he just? What happened in that fifty pointer? Was it like Devonte Booker, where you just shoot a lot, you have a great game, but your team still loses? Yeah, so that's the thing or about Sky Lakes is he kind of lifted up that team. He okay. never really had anybody around him, so a lot of times it would just be him against whoever they were playing, and he would put on a freaking show. And they did just win a state championship, right? No, that was Cy Falls. Cy Falls. That was my alma mater. Okay. you got to remember there's nine Cy So you were just rotating and yeah. calling the Cy's. Yeah, size. I, I called the district down gotcha. there. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, he was kind of a one-man show. They got some other guys close to his grad, like his junior and senior year. They got some guys around. Uh, made a couple deep playoff runs, but never got far. But a lot of times, it was very much the deer and fox show. Interesting. All right, Kennedy, you got a point. Yeah, ten nothing. San Antonio is winning right now. Oh, oh thank hey. you for the update, Kennedy. All right, any final thoughts regarding the tournament or the NBA? Just any knowledge bombs you want to drop on us? Um, not really at this point, especially for the NBA. It's March. You know, you're just ready for the playoffs to start, right? Yeah, that, yeah. T- that was just a bad question, wasn't it, Kennedy? <laughs> no, it's it's an okay question. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Gonna, freaking dude. I'm never going to put my man Zach down like that. Thank you, Kennedy. Brothers stick together. Eric's not adding anything to this. Yeah, who needs honesty? Oh, right? let's talk about the heat. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. What do you want to talk about? I don't like the heat. Oh, okay. It's 15 nothing, guys. Oh, the run is up. Dang. Hey, when's KD supposed to come back? Uh, I know it's before playoffs, so probably maybe the first week of April is, is his timetable. Next week? That's Or maybe the week after. I know they're, they're expecting to get him before playoffs start, and I think they want him to have a couple of games to kind of get his legs under him. I think he warmed up tonight before the game. Interesting. Yeah, I've seen some videos of him warming up uh, over these last few days on social media, and he's looked like he's moving around and stopping and jumping and shooting and cutting all pretty well. So I think he, I think he'll be fine. I've seen reports too, like you said, Kennedy, that he should be he should be back for the regular season. Yeah, and that was, I mean, that was how it was from the beginning. It was like four weeks should be back before playoffs. Now, will his legs be under him at the start of the playoffs? Who knows? Hey, you think but, Levar Ball could? Uh... Beat MJ in a one-on-one? Come on now. Are you crazy? Yeah. That's, that's a second bad question, isn't it, Kennedy? Zach, that was a, that was a pretty bad one. Oh, Thank come you. On. Thank come you, on. Kennedy. It's current events, dude. Jeez. He, I, I mean, that was... Dude's trying to get his own reality show. Come on. I think he got it. Did he? I'd watch it. I'd watch it. He's hilarious. He is funny. He is funny. He's entertaining, You baby. cannot take the guy seriously. People are hating on him, and he is he's a clown. He and if you is, view him that way, it's beautiful. Yeah, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's trying to milk off his situation, which he should. He's trying to exploit that, and you know I don't blame him for it, man. His kids yeah. are talented. I think Lonzo, I love Lonzo's demeanor when he's next to him. Just Lonzo's he's, chill, cool, calm. Just a complete different. Like the, they're completely different from each other. I like him. I, I think Lonzo's going to be a player, man. He's got a weird shot yeah. like Nick was talking about on our show last week, but yeah. the dude just, he can play. Give me Markel Fultz. 
You take. Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to say he's better than Fultz, but I think he's going to be good. I think this is a great draft. It is. I think it is. Yeah. Well, Kennedy, thank you, bud. We're not going to take too much more of your time. We'll have you back on when the playoffs start. We know, obviously, you're going to be taking the Cavs all the way, but I'm sure there'll be some fun matchups that you can dissect. Maybe some upsets, some Kennedy Miller upset specials. I know you got your eye on those Grizzlies, baby. Most definitely. I'll be, I'll be ready for talking to All right. Bye, buddy. Love you. Love you too, guys. Kisses. Huh. What a great way to come out of that. Hell yeah. Yeah, I thought that was good. Dude, those were not bad questions, asshole. No, I don't. I think. Come on. On a scale of one no, to they, ten, they sucked. On a scale of one to ten, how how much fun do you think Kennedy had on that? I like it too. He and, really seemed like he was distracted. Yeah, and I was gonna say, how many different things was he doing? He was like cooking, <laughs> look, filling out some homework assignments, like just like what? Like, you know what? I'm I'm bothered by the fact that I didn't ask him if he's a flushable wipes guy like myself. Ah, uh, yes. Shucks. Managed to get the. The Teletubby question. <laughs> yeah, in, but that's true. We didn't get that's the wipe. And honestly, that's the thing that I think is going to, the more important thing. I think that's going to help save lives. I know. That is truly some of the best advice Jeez. I've ever been given. Does it burn, though, at all? Does it no. add to the burning? No. no? It's straight. It, it's, it's pretty cooling. It's pretty cooling. Mm. And it's just, it's soothing. It's cleanly. It's it's the best thing you can possibly do for yourself and for your beehole. Your beehole will thank you. Others will thank you. All those people people measuring the smell of your beehole. Sometimes when you're sitting down, well, you if, sit next to someone, it just smells. When you're not using flushable wipes, you are it correct. It can smell. That can happen. Swamp ass. It can smell. <laughs> it's a real thing. For real. Dude, oh, it's a literal that, butt hurt. Yeah. It it, is yeah. A, I'll tell it you is. what, I, I was a little butt hurt on Friday night. Why? What happened to you? Well, uh-oh. I got crop dusted. Really? Yeah, bad. And obviously in public somewhere. I was at Clark Stadium, my alma mater stadium in Plano Senior High, wow. Plano ISD Stadium. Yeah. How are they going to disrespect an alum? It was it was somebody we know, a guy on friend of the show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We're friend up there the show. calling this lax game. Oh! All of a sudden, I'm just like, what the hell is that? And as soon as we got off air, <laughs> I just asked about it. Oh, you, okay. So you were up front. I, dude, you, I always am. I know Bab's not up front about it. There oh. were many times we've been in a booth together, and I know Bab's sent. No, that is, I I will protest Who was it, Bab? to my dying Who day. Was it, Bab? it was the spotter. <laughs> okay. Who's not Bab. a friend of the show. So, so you don't get. Bab, you don't get gassy. He's not a friend of the show. You don't get bassy, uh, gassy when you do play-by-play. No, unless I like, unless like the press food is like, you know. I mean, it is a lot of hot dogs and stuff up there. It uh, makes you kind of naturally. Yeah. So Yeoman's had a little. Yeoman's had a rough one. It's all right, man. It happens to the best of us. Did he own up to it though? Was oh, he... totally. He did. Yeah. And apparently, he told me a story about Kennedy. I should have asked him about this while he was on. <laughs> this is there like an a... epidemic. All these great ideas we have post-show. Yeah, right. This it, is it happens a... afterwards. The organic nature. But Kennedy apparently let one rip, and I think it might have been in the car or something on the way to a game. Was it audible? Yeah, and just— Oh, oof. it was loud? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was loud. I think it just smelled. Oh, and then it kicks in. But he denied it, right? And then as soon as—I think they got to the venue and, like, sat down, 
Kennedy leaned in and told Kyle, like, by the way, I did fart. <laughs> Thanks, Kennedy. You know? <laughs> farts are funny, man. There's not a dude alive that doesn't think farts are funny. Oh and uh, I just, just I love, own it, man. Just I love own how, it. I love how it was just weighing on Kennedy's conscience the whole time. He was like, God, you know what? <laughs> I, I really, gotta, I got to say something. I, gotta, <laughs> I really need to own up to this. Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to have to ask him about that next time he comes in here. That is That's funny. Classic, I know. I missed a golden dude. opportunity to just ask him that. I wonder if that's like a, a a broadcasting epidemic with like... Farting? Yeah. Like in a booth, you're you're in a booth with one guy, and there's like a silent ripple, and then it's like... Because you're with each other for three, four... I mean, when you're calling games, you're, you oh, can yeah. be calling games for a while. So things happen. You're eating nachos, halftime, got you queasy, and now... Well, Bab knows, because there were times throughout the Denton ISD game of the week this year, I was smelling something. I thought it was Bab, and he just, like, wasn't comfortable admitting it, so I just let it go. But it was the same kind of, like, you can always We're smell. shoved in a booth with, like, yeah. seven people that's <laughs> half the size of this room. It couldn't be any of us. It could have been, but it was always the same kind of smell. Mm -hmm. So I knew it was a regular, you know, that was always with us. And we had been, our crew was shifting around so much this year. But if it was the spotter, that would make sense. Nah, man. The OU fan that we were bad. thinking of? It was bad. Or was it oh, you. the different one? No, had... Was it the shorter guy or was it the Sultan of Spot? Oh. It, it was bad. Yeah, it could have been either. Yeah, it could have been either. Or it could have been bad. It could have been bad. <laughs> Still deny it. Oh, gosh, yep. that is too funny, yep, but, man. But, uh, man, I'm going to miss those days. By the way, get the damn Plano game on your schedule this year so I can come it's, into the It's going to be at C.H. Collins. I know it is. So we'll probably go for it. No, listen, you got to finish your crop dust story. Who cropped? Oh, oh it was Kyle. Oh, it was Kyle, yeah. Yeah, not Kyle. to throw Kyle under the bus. I love you, Kyle. Love you, Kyle. But, um, yeah, it was Kyle. But, he, I mean, he totally was open. And it's funny is his girlfriend was there, too. Oh, so she knew, too. She knew, yeah. And she knows his smell. Apparently, she, yeah, she, apparently he just lets it rip all the time. And I said, you know, that's when you know you're a comfortable couple. When you can just fart freely in front oh of your girlfriend. God, dude. That's when you know it's like, all right, we're comfortable with one another. All right, looks like we're going down this path because I'm curious. That is something I am for sure 1,000% not. Are you guys like yeomans? Will you get, like, how long will it take you? Have you ever, I want to know, have you ever done it? And how long does it take you or how long do you think it would take you to get comfortable enough to do that with your significant other? I'm talking about just ripping them. Being, you know those guys. I have plenty of friends. Most of my sick, disgusting friends will be sitting there. They could have their girlfriend sitting on their lap. They could be sitting on their girlfriend's lap and they'll just let her ride. Let it rip. And they think it's hilarious. And I do, too. But I'm just like, I can't fathom doing that in front of my girlfriend. I or can't any, either. Any girl, any girl in general. I know Bab wouldn't. Bab, there's no, no. way. Walchick, I feel like. <laughs> Walchick seems like, I mean, how long, we, what's the over-under on you uh, letting her rip? It just depends on the girl. It could be the first date. Really? I can see it on the first date with Walchick, Look, man. That's this. bold. I went out and saw Beauty and the Beast. Well, that's with, how you know, right? With someone. If it's like a deciding fact, if that's like your. You just go. It's, listen, someone's okay with that. If that's your break, <laughs> if that's your make or Might break well right, there, right there, if that could be your end all be all. Then yeah, you might as well get. Up I want to the plate. get it out of the way early. If this okay. is going to be an issue for you, no. But uh, honestly, I try and reserve myself. It's not something that I want to do in front of her because okay. I, I just feel like it's a turnoff. But but you will? if it accidentally happens, like I'm not okay. I'm not. I'm not going to be awkward about it. You, we mean like open per like well, I know saying, it's coming. and I'm going to purposely push it out, and make it loud. Yeah, I mean, or just anything. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I don't shart. Hopefully not. Uh, I just can't imagine. Doing yeah, that's that. not that's not something that I'm probably going to be. I mean, sure, when I get to the stage from 
maybe I'm engaged or something like that. I think that that's an important thing to like let out and see, you know, but uh, no, it's not something I'm going to go out of my way to do. Okay. Yeah. That ain't me. (laughs) I do think it's funny, but I don't want to know about her farting. That's for damn sure. Not at all. No, that's gross. You don't even do that as far as I know. That doesn't even happen. I know a lot of people have that same mentality. Like women don't do that. I know that they do. I grew up with a younger sister. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't. But, um, yeah, the woman that I'm being romantically intimate with, I'm going to pretend does not do that either in my mind, even though I know subconsciously it happens. But just go do that on your own time. Don't let me know about it. Gosh, if if you guys – oh, gosh, if a a girl was doing that, that would be turn off completely. That would be the end-all, be-all for me. Well, do you plan on getting married one day? Yes. Okay, so what are you going to do if – we got a little food poisoning issue. Honey's got the runs. Totally. Eric, yeah. I need your help. No question. Once we are, that's what I was saying. That's my over under. Probably marriage, living together. We can't get past it anymore. This is us. Okay. okay. We decided this. Okay. I accepted the fact that you were probably going to fart from time to time, and you accept that I'm probably going to do the same. Now okay. That we're, we're talking mar- straight now that we're feces married, now. The bodily functions, they're going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to happen. But I will I, I will never be the kind, I can assure you, I will never be the kind that is just, like, jokeful about it and, like, trying to make it happen, trying to make it Painting funny. Painting the walls. Yeah, like, I will I will try to be, I will try to get out of those situations as much as possible. I'm with you. Just not into it. Same with the deuce deucer, man. Going over to girlfriend's house and you got to, oh, no, that's a problem. I don't like that either. Drive to the nearest gas station. Yeah. Man, have you guys seen Along Came Polly? Yeah, it's incredibly funny. <laughs> that scene where he eats the spicy food, goes over to Jennifer Anderson's apartment, goes to the bathroom, she's out of toilet paper. Oh, man. That is my nightmare. That whole thing is just a terrible scenario. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I've never been there before, but I can't imagine that scenario. That would suck. It would. Let's move on <laughs> to the NFL, the National Football League. We have a new team in Las Vegas, baby. That's pretty exciting. The Raiders. The Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. Mark Davis, do not call them the Vegas Raiders like the NHL team. They're not going to Las Vegas. It's just straight Vegas. They're dropping the loss. Vegas Golden Knights. That's the new NHL team. Don't do that, Raiders. What about Golden Knights? I think Golden Knights is kind of lame. I mean, it's not as lame as the Retrievers. We were... What? There we was the just, Retrievers out there? Yes, we in our sports uh, broadcast. the class. University of Maryland, Baltimore County. And we had to watch the bat we had to watch that. We had to sit through half of a game of their basketball team during our sports broadcasting class today. So retrievers are worse than that. I think Golden Knights, you can you can get by with it. But Las Vegas, you can't take the loss off. I mean, you're not taking loss off yeah. Angeles. You See, don't say the Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, that was that was a joke made immediately. Was oh man, we can't wait to see the Vegas Golden Knights rivalry with the Angeles Kings. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so stupid. Yeah, the York Islanders, the York. Rangers. Yeah, the York Rangers and the York Islanders up against each other. That's stupid. That's just dumb. Stupid. So dumb. The Orleans Saints against the Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Here we go. So, yeah, so please say, and I think they're going to do it because <laughs> because they were the Los Angeles Raiders before. No, so. uh, imagine, imagine having to play. Imagine being San Diego and having to play the England Patriots. <laughs> imagine that flight, Walter. That's the Diego Chargers and the yeah. England Patriots. <laughs> Now they're the, yeah, it's just God, uh, it's dang awful. It. The England Patriots, I would hate to have to go play them. It's a far everyone, flight. Yeah, everyone's talking a British accent for the whole game. England Patriots. Yeah. You show up and they're playing soccer, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell Wrong happened football. here? What's going on? What are we doing? Free agency, Vegas. 
So they moved to Vegas, and there was a story. New rules. Like, first off, do we like that move? I think it's great to put a team in Las Vegas. I, I do. I think it's automatically, as a fan of a team, let's say the Cowboys are playing in Vegas, or if the Dolphins have a road game in Vegas, I want to go. Yes. You know, like as boys, and Bab, you're the type that's probably not been to Vegas. No offense, no shots fired, but even though there are shots fired. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah, I know. I've never been to Vegas either, so. You've never been to Vegas? You seem like the kind of guy that would own Vegas. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's put it this way. Would you pay money to go to Vegas? Um, yeah. If I, I could afford it. Why? I would only go if it was free. Bab, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Everything that you love is in Vegas. I, I don't hockey? know. Hockey's now in Vegas. College hockey? Is UNLV have a hockey team now? You tell me. Do they? No. Well, then probably not. This <laughs> last I checked. But I'm sure there's a Cirque du Soleil on ice. I hate... Okay, can I say something? What? For how much I love hockey, fill in the blank on ice. Stupidest shit ever. You don't like Disney on ice? No. Toy Story <laughs> on ice. I got a funny story about that, too. I don't know if this Go is the for right it. time sure. for it. It's up. It came up. Go for it. We once, my family, when I was little, accidentally bought tickets to Toy Story on ice. Latino night. Didn't know it was Latino <laughs> night. <laughs> Were they calling it Los Toy Story? Was it in Spanish? <laughs> well, yeah, just the show starts and soy buzz. You know, <laughs> Star Woody. God, wait, what was the crowd? Did you not notice the crowd different? Like, oh, I, I know, no. I barely. I was Felt like, like five. Oh, I don't remember okay. it. Golly. But it's one of those stories my oh, parents love to tell. Great. I that's bet that great. was a great, great evening. <laughs> no, but Vegas is awesome, and and people that have been to Vegas, Bam, I know that you would like it. Um, you always, you're like, oh yeah. When's our next time we're going to Vegas, boys? Now's the time. You plan a weekend trip. You yep. take the buddies. You go see your team play. Now, unfortunately, as a Cowboy fan, the Cowboys are going to play there once every eight years. And we're playing in freaking Oakland this year. So we're going to miss wow, our time. Yeah. It's going to take another 10 years. Or, I don't know. My math is bad. We've established that. But Not, it's, it's going to take a while. I think it's going to take 69 years. 69 years <laughs> to finally get to play in Vegas. Well, I think it's great. I think it's great for the league. I do feel bad for Oakland. It would suck to lose your home team like that. But at the at the end of the day, man, most of these people are probably watching from home anyway. How many people actually go to every single home game? True that. I'm a Dolphins fan. I don't even live in Miami, and I'm I can be just as good a and loyal a Dolphins fan as the next guy. You know, for the most part. So I think it's okay from that front. I do feel bad for him a little bit, but for the league, is there any worse? Continue, sorry. No, it's just, it's just a financial, it's just a good thing for the league. Is there any worse city in terms of, like, its current sport, not in terms of winning championships or having a good team, but in terms of team stability than Oakland right now? The A's because, seem like they're there to stay, and now they're well, the last well, the team. With, yeah, well, well, Golden State, too. They play at the— Well, uh, Golden they State's play about right. to move to San Francisco. Are they? They're just building a new arena in San Francisco. They're I don't know leaving if they're gonna, Oracle? I don't think, yeah. Why have I not Oracle. heard this? I don't know. I'm surprised because you know literally every useless piece of information out there. Yeah, there we are. We've found, we have stumped the bab. Unbelievable. Stumped the bab, stumped the bab, stumped the bab, stumped the He's furiously typing right now. He's like, no, no, there's no way. Yeah, they're building a new stadium in San Fran. There you go. Officially moving to San Francisco. They're dipping. And then you've got the Raiders. And reports are, I just got a report from Ian Rappaport. Port to port. Port Uh, Apparently, the Raiders are a little concerned if things get ugly with this whole, hey, we're going to stay in Oakland for two years and then we're going to leave on you. And Oakland shouldn't be too... The Raiders are in good shape right now as a team. They got a chance to go to a Super Bowl within these next two years, in my opinion, if they keep 
stay healthy and keep building that team. I'm a Derek Carr fan, so I yeah. think they have a bright future. And I future. think the AFC's wide open. Other than the Patriots, there's no team that I... The Steelers are so helter-skelter. And this is the other good thing for the Raiders is because there's... I just found this out. There's zero state tax in the state of Nevada or in Las Vegas or whatever. So the players, players that go there, that's just an added bonus, another reason for them to want to go as free agents to go yes, to Vegas. for that. Well, see, moving on to your, your point with the, the A's one out of that stadium, too. I mean, that's the thing with, with Alameda County Coliseum. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a dump. I think what I read, because Eric actually sent me an article about how Jerry Jones has been huge in brokering both of these, well, all three of these deals, really, from the Rams to L.A. to initially cutting the Chargers out of the L.A. deal, and now they're into it, and now the Raiders to Vegas— because, one, it's good for revenue for the league, right? It's going to bring in more money for the league that helps all the owners, including Jerry. But, two, Jerry, uh, he either owns or has a big portion of Legends Suites that basically handles all the suite and ticket sales for these new stadiums. Tons of arenas and stadiums across. Like, a, a lot of NFL teams use them, and Jerry Jones profits quite a bit from that. So, these new teams are going to new stadiums, and who's going to sell the suites in these new stadiums, legends. Who's getting profits for that? Jerry Jones. Of course he is. That's why he's the brilliant man that he is. He really is. And you, we all know he's the head honcho in terms of owners. But this thing, this story was really, I mean, he was super intricate in getting all of these deals. Starting back from getting the, the Rams to Vegas, making sure that uh, the Ram, uh, that the Raiders were not going to go to L.A., but they were going to go to Vegas. I mean, he's been a huge part of this, and he's going to personally. So is the whole league, and so is every other owner, but n- probably none more than Jerry Jones because his suites, his whole company, Legends, is going to be putting in. He's pulling the strings. Th- exactly. So he's going to be balling. He is a businessman. With them staying in Oakland for two years, I'm going to drop my opinion bomb here, and I say that's a terrible idea. Yeah, so I think. Go ahead. I think they need to play at UNLV's venue because UNLV has hosted XFL, CFL. They have experience in hosting these not college events. Second thing. It's actually be- not a bad idea at all. Because Houston, the Oilers, mm-hmm. they announced they were moving to Nashville, and I believe it was 94. They were not going to move to Nashville until 96. My dates may be wrong, but... They were going to stay in Houston for a couple, three years before they moved to Nashville. Attendance cratered like the Oilers averaged less than 20,000 fans per game. Mm. And it got so bad that Bud Adams got out early. They broke the lease with the Astrodome early and ended up playing their first two years in Tennessee at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis before LP Field in Nashville was even finished because the attendance was just so awful. Like you could hear, reportedly you could hear on the field conversations between Oilers players in the top deck of the Astrodome. It was so empty. Wow. Yeah. So, that's unbelievable. And that's what I think too with a, a piece of a dump because the Astrodome, it's a bland venue, but it's not a bad venue when the Oilers left. Bud Adams would say it was, but that's why we hate Bud Adams. Um, that's the thing with Alameda County Coliseum. It's a dump. Like, you know, the the Astros and the Rangers are too. The Astros athletics, they're all on the AL West. The athletics play at that stadium. You know, I follow all the Astros media people on Twitter, and, you know, and someone will tweet a picture. Oh, look, there's a rat scurrying across the press box. You know, it's just, you know, there's no pre- – if you don't get out of there, you know, early the players, if you don't get out in time, the water pressure is gone and the team yeah. showers. It's just a dump of a venue. So that's why I can't see anybody – you know your team's gone – 
tons, thousands of fans are going to feel betrayed by that. I don't know how much how good your team is or how good they're looking, and and it's a piece of shit stadium. Yeah, well, so, so like no no one's going to show up to these right. games for you're the right. next two so, years. But and the UNLV thing is a great suggestion. Ian Rapport reported their other locations. They're looking at for whatever reason are not even in Vegas. One is in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. That was the original plan, wasn't it? To, to move, move to San, San Antonio. Antonio. I think yeah. there were rumors for that. The Saints had great success playing in the Alamo Dome when they were going through their whole the Superdome's out of commission. San Antonio wanted Katrina. an NFL team for a long yeah, time. Yeah, they, they had a lot of success with fans and being able to sell out the Alamo Dome for football games there. So that's one arena or stadium. The other would be, I think, Levi Stadium and share it with the 49ers. Really? Which is weird to me, that's, too. But yeah. your suggestion of UNLV, which is in the city they're moving to, I don't know if it's maybe because they don't want to uproot their whole facilities yet, but to me it's stupid. If you're if that to me is the decision to make. Going back to the A's, that same article that Eric sent me about Jerry Jones. Now the A's are the only team in Oakland, and apparently they are. They've always been the beloved, the favorite team in Oakland. Apparently it's a baseball town, but now they have been waiting for the Raiders to move so that they can knock down the Coliseum and wear that in that same lot, build no, up their new now they, stadium. Because now they have a threat. The yes. Raiders have moved, and the A's can say, "This is our town, baby. We're going to yeah. build up our new, or, own place, or, or we'll move too." True that. If you don't give us a new stadium, we'll move. The Raiders have moved; we'll move too. And they're going to want to keep the A's over. Apparently, they don't like the Raiders as much. They've said deuces, and I think uh, Las Vegas chimed in and said, "Hey, we'll we'll offer you seven hundred fifty million to build this new stadium, which is a pretty damn good start." Yeah, to put that thing up. So I love it. I think that's a great move for the Raiders. Um, but it is going to be interesting to see what the hell happens these two years before yeah. they make that transition. By the way, UNLV, Sam Boyd Stadium where they play, it's a college venue. They can expand it to 40,000 seats at the max, which is more than the Chargers. The Chargers are playing in the freaking Galaxy Stadium. Yeah, it's bizarre. It only seats like 25,000 people. Hmm. But yeah, 40,000 for Sam for Sam Boyd Stadium. And they've hosted, yeah, they've hosted the CFL, XFL, and UFL before. So it's not like they're not adept to a foreign league coming in and setting up shop. They've done it before. So the Raiders are going to Vegas and Jerry Jones gets richer. Basically. That's the story in a nutshell. Essentially. And then the NFL owners meetings have been Ooh. going on. Sam, oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. What thing. do we got? Sam Boyd Stadium mm-hmm. just renovated two years ago. Yeah, that's the way to go. I think Babs a genius and has really solved the problem. We'll see if they're Smart enough to think of the same thing. Thanks, Bab. League rules. Yeah, they changed some. Some were rejected. Some were accepted. Bab, I know that you'd pulled up exactly what has been going on at these conferences. Yep. What are the uh, new so rules? Do you want me to run through all of them, or do you want to talk about each one? Do you have one? the ones that I have, have been all accepted? The, I have all the accepted rules. No, we don't know about the other ones, right? Uh, you don't have to worry about it if you don't. Obviously, no, they weren't worthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's talk about the accepted changes. Okay. Sure. Uh, so the first one, Rule 2A, uh, this was proposed and accepted by Philadelphia. Oh, well, they should have rejected it. It, it prohibits the leaper block attempt on field goals and extra point teams or extra point plays. You can no longer jump over the offensive line so to block stupid, a I think so, too. That's the Cam Chancellor rule. He Didn't he start that for Seattle? He did that against Carolina in the playoffs, and it was, like, unbelievable. He did it twice in a row, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't yeah, like no, that. And did. it's all for, quote-unquote, player safety. Yeah, that's what Schefter said. That's what I heard. There. The teams were worried about linemen trying to flip the jumper and in turn could 
maybe they'd land on their neck or something and you know they're all about the player safety concussions crap these days i don't like it not that it's crap but that, i agree i don't like it either that was the only team proposed rule by the way all the rest came from the competition committee uh rule eight permanent uh makes permanent the rule i guess this has been tossed around before that disqualifies a player who is penalized twice in one game for certain types of unsportsmanlike conduct fouls hmm. those certain ones are not listed so if you so if you get two of the same unsportsmanlike conduct penalty in the same game, you'll be ejected. You'll be ejected. Even if it wasn't like a hard hit one, it could be like a taunting or whatever whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, it's basically a crackdown on personal fouls. Oh fans. gosh, pissing on our parade, yeah. man. So okay, so if they get two different ones, it's, is it just two personal fouls? It, it, now you see, it says it's for certain types of unsportsmanlike conduct fouls. Okay. So and it, and it doesn't go into detail about what those are specifically. More certain types, so it doesn't rules. have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be the same personal yeah. foul can be or unsportsmanlike conduct. Not even necessarily personal. Well, I guess it's a personal foul, but uh, anyway, rule nine uh, changes the spot of the next snap after a touchback, resulting from a free kick to the twenty-five yard line, but for twenty seventeen only. So it's they're, kind of they're trying it out for a they're, year. They're trying it out for a year. Okay. Yeah. Wait. So a punt goes into the end zone. Yeah. So any. Oh, a free kick. Free kick, yeah. So, oh, so that's like a safety. If you basically, if you get, isn't a free kick only a safety? Because a punt's not a free yeah. kick. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it's only a safety. Minor, I guess so. Okay. So that's not, that doesn't actually mean as much as it, it sounded initially. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Or I guess in the case of a field goal that's somehow downed in the end zone. That's I, very, I don't that's know. so rare. Yeah. Though. I don't know. But even that's not a free kick because they're One blocking that was it. rejected, I'm pretty sure, is they wanted to see if your kicker kicks a kickoff through the uprights. If that could be like you're instead of at the 20 or 25, wherever it is now, it's five yards behind, like at the 15. Oh, so there's okay. like a bonus. I wouldn't have minded that. Yeah, I think that's kind of interesting. It gives an incentive to the, oh, look, here's another touchback. You know, can you get in through the uprights and pin them back? I yeah. would have liked that. Not bad. Uh, but it got rejected. So uh, rule 11 gives a receiver running a pass route defenseless player protection. I thought they had that already. Did they not? Maybe it, maybe it was in trial in trial form, and now it's official. I don't know because I think a defensive player receiver was only considered defenseless when the ball was in the air, and he was like going maybe going up. Yeah, okay, maybe that's the change because it's just a pass route. You don't have to have the ball thrown to you at all or okay. anything. So if basically, you, if you clock somebody who's a receiver at all, and they're considered a defenseless receiver. It's a 15, 15 yard penalty. So a receiver running a route can't just be depleted. I mean, yes. I'm sure you can still you can still like press. Well, they're still within the five yards. Yeah, yeah, but you can't. Okay, okay. Uh, rule 12 makes crack back blocks prohibited by a backfield player who is in motion, even if he is not more than two yards outside the tackle when the ball is snapped. Okay, good. From a linebacker perspective, I know I used to hate those crack back blocks, man. So if yeah. any way to limit those a little bit, I'm okay with because those are, yeah, you can really not be seen at all and get Once way laid, man. You're talk, for talk sure. about defenseless. That's defenseless, dude. Yeah, so I I'm totally glad. Agree. Well, it's not taking out completely, but just if they come in motion. Only a player in motion. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still, that's uh, something. Yeah. Because uh, all the rules, all the rules usually isn't this true that most of the time all these rules benefit the, benefit the, the offense? offense for sure. Yeah. It's like, come on, we got it. the defense needs something, man. I agree. Uh, rule number thirteen replaces the sideline replay monitor with a handheld device and authorizes designated members of the officiating department to make the final decision on replay reviews. So it's just like an iPad that they're gonna have or something. I guess so. Uh, but it doesn't even matter. They don't even need to look at it anymore if it's going to come from yeah, New the, York. Yeah, the authorities are... Des See, this is where I think this article is a bad job of explaining that. But I think 
See, I think when it says designated members of the officiating department, that means New York. That doesn't yes. mean on-site. Yes. That means like the NFL officiating yeah, like control the, room. The NHL, this is done both currently by, it's it's been done by the NHL for a long time. Like the NHL, I think, started it post the first the 05 lockout that knocked out the whole season. Yes. I think that was implemented after that. So the NHL has been doing this for more than a decade. Wow. They've had a central replay system in Toronto, if mm. I'm not mistaken. Baseball just started it. See, baseball didn't even have replay yeah, review you're right. You're right. up until 2014, I think, was when baseball started Sounds doing right. review. Yeah. And that all goes to New York and Cooperstown. So that's so the MLB does it, the NHL does it, and now the NFL has its own little I think centralized that, I think system. that's a good idea. The only the only problem I can imagine is if they're all the like one o'clock games on a Sunday are going and there's like five challenges that happen to go in different games at the same time and New York's just like scrambling trying to figure it out. Unless, yeah. unless they have like multiple different like or if it's literally one guy making every from, challenge call, that could be it's, like it's a, a lot on okay, any given Sunday. Explaining it's true. It from the NHL perspective, it's a collective of people who have monitors of every game going on at once gotcha so like the nhl has to deal with that sometimes too where they've got you know they've got seven games going on at the same time and here comes a, a replay and, and something so it's there's a system there yeah that, that helps it out all right well uh, we'll see it, how that it works could, out it couldn't be a little too much power in the hands of the i know in, in the hands of, of the, the league yeah you never know i mean i can definitely hear some people say, you know, uh-oh. Conspiracies. Well, the league, yeah, the league might want this. The league might want that. And now they've got control over all of it. I still think Blandino would have said the desk catch wasn't, but we know it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else, Bab? Any other rules? Yes, 14. It makes it an unsportsmanlike conduct to commit multiple fouls during the same down designed to manipulate the game clock. All right. Can you repeat that for Yeah, me? yeah, that's a lot. Make that was it- too much. Uns- make it unsportsmanlike conduct okay. to commit multiple fouls during the same down designed to manipulate the game clock. I mean, how could you even prove that they were trying to manipulate the game clock? That's probably more of a judgment call. That doesn't make... I don't like it. I don't like it when it's too subjective. Like, I mean, come on. That's not... That's kind way of a weird, too gray. Weird the same team trying to create commit multiple fouls on the same down Is it to, like, to try stop and affect the, the clock? clock, I guess. Well, it's just like, because when you, I guess when you have a penalty, you know, they, they stop the clock so they can, like, announce what the penalty was and think, I get. But usually I think they, like, start the clock. I think they the do. If it's an that. offensive penalty, they're not going to stop it. If it's a defensive penalty, they will. All right. Well, I don't like this rule. That's weird. Uh, but there's got to be a reason they put it in, don't you think? I'm sure they're smarter Maybe than me. Worries. You're right. This article is not exactly the best at giving the inner details. Yeah. And uh, number 15 by competition committee makes actions to conserve time illegal after the two-minute warning of either half. This is another vague one. Should I repeat that? Please. Makes actions to conserve time illegal after the two-minute warning of either half. What? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they think teams are trying to stop the clock in illegal ways. Maybe this has become more of a problem than I realize. Like defensive players flopping down, like an injury, faking an injury. Yeah, the injury faking. I know we've seen that from in years past, but like I don't. I didn't know it was a, like that much of an epidemic here. Straight up taking a dive, you know? I yeah. Mean, that's what that is. The Olds will take a dive. You get from the sideline, you know, the coaching staff with the hands gestures literally take a dive, and it's to stop the clock. That's the only thing I can think of because why do you want to prohibit the offense from stopping the clock when that's what they're trying to do to conserve as much time so they can go down the field in a two-minute drill and either win or tie the game 
or maybe they need two scores, so then the clock's even that more important to them, and they need to strike quickly, get an onside. I don't know. That sounds just imbecile-like to me. I think it's got to be the defensive thing, right? That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm just trying to reason this in my weird freaking head right now. Super weird. Yeah, weird. Those last two ones are weird. Uh, those were the eight on the field. There were two bylaws that were also passed. Should I go through those? Yeah, no. bylaws. I love bylaws. I uh, can't stand The word bylaw just freaks me out. Really, does it? Why? <laughs> Not a fan. Because it's got law in it? Yeah, and by. Ooh. Uh, liberalized rules for... T- <laughs> we should have freaking let the silence sit there. <laughs> yeah, like that. Okay. Uh... Bylaws passed. Okay, here we go. Uh, liberalized rules for timing, testing, and administering physical examinations to draft eligible players at a club's facility for one year only. So they've laxed the rules on how much you can do with a potential draft pick at your facility. Oh, okay. So when these teams fly out potential draft picks in the months leading up to there's, the draft. There's not so much a rigorous what you can and can't do. Okay. So they can test, do more type testing and things, I guess. Is that on-field work and like medical testing or is it just, does it just it's specify? Both. Uh, t- okay, it's both. Timing, testing, and physical examination. That's that actually, smart. no, see the, the examinations thing is, but the on-field stuff doesn't make much sense. I don't know what restri- restrictions they had prior to this, but especially now, haven't we seen a couple of these guys get banged up? Like, bad we've seen an achilles injury we've seen like three or four of the top cornerbacks in this draft get banged up in these yeah. workouts so that if was, anything the Sidney jones one was though for his like school workout it wasn't yeah but, at a team facility but yeah but still it's like all these like pro day type but things combined, like all these it's little workouts and you see guys getting hurt now yeah i don't know if anything i would think you would scale that back i can understand the testing in terms of like the medical testing and getting some evaluations that way yeah. but i don't know the uh the on-field stuff is always concerning because I feel bad. Like you said, the guy like Sidney Jones, isn't he out of Washington? Yeah. He was like, he's like the number one corner in this draft. Arguably, yeah. He was going to be a first-round pick. And then two weeks ago, he busts up he busts up his Achilles, and now he's going to need surgery. He's not going to be able to play next year, and who knows where he's going to be drafted. Probably will not go in the first round. Lost millions of dollars, man. So, I don't know. That's a, that's another interesting one. And the second mile on pass, change the procedures for returning a player on the uh, reserve or physically un- unable to perform list, pup or reserve or non-football injury or illness to the active list to be similar to those for a returning player that was designated for return. Good. That eliminated the time each season after the 11th weekend when a player on the pup was not permitted to play again that season. Okay, so this just gives teams more advantages of being able to bring back players off IR or all these injured lists, whatever they have. So it's more beneficial to the teams. I like it. Anything that way, cool. It's beneficial to the players as well. Awesome. I'm a fan of that. Great. Um, and those are your new rules and bylaws. Okay. The very NFL good. Season. Interesting. Awesome. Sounds like they really did a lot. You know what? You got to give credit to the NFL, though, because they are they are the one league that is always open to changing things and, and um, kind of growing instead of just staying where they're at, being happy with the number one sport definitely in our country. So, and they could just sit back and just keep everything the same, but they always try to change things and get more nuanced and so you got to give them credit that way i think i agree instead of just because they have been the top dog for a long Even time though they lost some ratings last year uh yeah it dipped but i think it kind of climbed back up the, the, this after political the, after the election was yeah, over they this started election to climb stuff. back up i think it was everyone just absorbed it and politics. just lost their minds for a little bit yeah hey did we bail on calling this baseball guy did not we, yet did we decide that we're gonna do that we are for sure uh, we're gonna do that right after we talk about how lady jersey Oh, the Brady Jersey? Okay. How, how, how long are we gone, by the way? Where are we uh, at we're here? at one thirty. We're at one and a half. We're at one and a half. 
All right. Is that okay? No, it's perfect. Val, fine. you want to leave? Eric, here. Take it. All right. I'm done. You're out of here? No, Walchick, come back. Walchick. I was just kidding. Asphalt, piss off. All right, well, I guess Walchick bailed. All right, now the show's all about hockey. All right, and this is my cue to bail as well. All right, it'll be the Zach Mab podcast. Walchick, come back. As we discuss. Uh, I want to feel love. What are love we discussing? You, we, I want you to come back because I want to get the weird with Walchick segment. Don't leave me hanging. You brought your weird shirt. Pretty good game going on between Los Angeles and Colorado right now. It's shut one to one in the second back, period. You shut your mouth. <laughs> All right, I can't let this go on for much longer. Oh, Come back. back. Thank God. All right, so what are we doing next? Now? Uh, we're Let's about get to weird. call Clay. Oh, we're calling we're, Clay? We're going to get weird after we're we call weird? Clay. Uh, okay, we're going to call Clay first. But, uh, Eric, we forgot to talk about the Brady thing last week, and I felt bad. So if you wanted to talk oh, about it Brady now, we can talk about it. I mean, it. it's just, I mean, we all know now Brady got, got his jersey back. I thought it was yeah. kind of crazy, no, man. It, no, it was crazy. I wanted to talk about it. It was fresh on the hot seat, but we just didn't get to it last week. Everybody knows now, but it is, it is funny how the FBI will make dang sure they find that. I yeah. Mean, we, well, we they found a know. bunch of video evidence that I saw yeah. Fox released. You can just see the guy, and he's like a famous reporter from Mexico, right? Insane. He just sneaks right into the. He acted like he was a member of the Patriots staff, just walking in the locker room after they won. Like, woohoo! It was incredible. And then you see him just slyly. He even looks back, and like back at the locker room to see if anyone's following him with the jersey under his arm. It's just nuts. If it was anybody else's jersey, would it have been found? Ever. I don't Von think Mi- so. Remember? They found Von Miller's yeah, with now, the stash, and no one gave a rat's no ass about Von Miller's jersey. No one ever heard a peep about that last year when Von Miller, or a couple years ago, whatever it was, when Von Miller got his jersey and helmet, whatever it was, taken. No one ever heard about it, and then now they find Brady's, and they're like, all right, That's I guess crazy. we'll go get Miller's That's as well. That's crazy. All right, well, let's call Clay. Bav, you want to, like, intro Clay on here, because... I don't know who the hell he is or what the hell he does. I don't even know <laughs> what to ask this guy. What am I? What are we even talking I mean, to him I, about? I know, I know Clay, actually. I've met him. He's a good dude. And I actually said what he does. But, Bab, you do another podcast that nobody listens to with him. Yes. No it's offense. Oh, Green so, Guys. Oh, so this is like your bro It's not a podcast. Bro. It's actually on the Bab, is this radio. like one of your bro bros? No. He's not a bro bro? <laughs> he's not a bro bro. You know he's going to listen back to this. It's all right. Or will he? Yeah, probably not. I just don't know what to add. I don't know. This is going to be fun, though. I'm, I'm excited. You know what, Eric? This is what you have to do in this career. I'm happy about it. You're going to have to broaden your horizons and talk about some sports that you're not totally into. I'm freaking color commentating for lacrosse, dude. I think a month ago I ever thought that would happen. No. Yeah. But you got to take the most of your opportunities here. You just found out you were a lax guy, man. I'm That's a laxy guy, happened. bro. All right, let's dial up Clay. Oh, man. Oh, you started calling me. Did you call Walchick? Yeah, he started calling me. Oh, uh oh. That's not a good sign. No, that is a good sign. <laughs> all right, we tried, guys. We all heard it. We tried. Sorry, Clay. Didn't we tell him we were going to interview him at like midnight, anyways, because we thought we were going to record late? Yeah, well, I told him it'd probably be more 10 or so. Hey. And now it's 9 30, so I guess it's a little early, but. Sorry, Clay. I had your chance, my bro. Is he though? No, he's not Babs. <laughs> oh, so we're really doing this thing. Here we go. Drink your water. <laughs> Jesus, Walchick. 
Your call has been forwarded. All right, that's it. Let's leave him a message. Let's, yeah, leave, let's him a message. leave a message. Yeah. Seven, nine, Who wants three, to talk first? Bab? Not you. Not okay. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Clay Massey, Zach Wolchuk here with Nosebleed Seats. I'm alongside Eric Giafalo and Zach Babb. This is all live, by the way. Yeah, we were going to have you on to talk about the Rangers <laughs> and the Disastros and the state of Major League Baseball. And, look, I know we started telling you it was going to be midnight, then around 10, and it's 9.30 now, and I shot you a text 10 minutes ago saying we were going to call. But uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe it didn't work out. Our cross didn't path. Our paths didn't cross here. Jeez. <laughs> You are disoriented. <laughs> <Good> God. <laughs> so, um, thanks for everything, Clay. Appreciate you, bud. I love you. Made my night. Either way, I'm taking the the Rangers to win the AL West, baby. All right. The Rangers are going to win the AL West. I know Bab's taking the Astros. Cool. Yeah, and I'm taking Seattle over the Rangers oh. in the division. Is, when is Seattle ever relevant? Besides one year, they won like a hundred and something games. They didn't even win the World Series. Never until now. Yeah, exactly. Bab, you're on. We're going to make a gentleman's bet here. Okay. The Rangers will have a better season than the Astros. What are you're we wagering? With the, what are we wagering, Eric? I'm thinking butt chug, boys. What do you mean? What? Uh, I'm going to back out of that what, bet. What is that? Okay. <laughs> no one wants to butt chug? Walchuk, I took you for a butt chugger. What are we talking? Chugging a little disappointed. What? I knew Bab wouldn't want to well, butt chug. He doesn't even want to go to Vegas. You can look it up later. University of Tennessee uh, frat had a huge scandal. Um, a couple years ago about it, um, and it, their press coverage is actually really comical. You should go check that out. It'll tell you all you need to know about butt chugging. Can you pull that up, Bab? Um, but listen, uh, wait, are we calling? You're not calling Clay again, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Determination. This is it, final one. Oh, yeah, that's final. If he calls back, he calls back. No. Yeah, well, then this thing is going to go off. <laughs> And we will not answer. Okay, perfect, beautiful. It's a sign. Not meant to be. I could not be happy. How good do you think the Marlins are going to be? I couldn't tell you. Trash. All right, Bab. So, other than the Rangers and Astros, do you have hmm. an opinion on anything else in baseball? You think the Cubs are going to repeat? In under thirty Cubs, seconds, go. Like World Cubs, Series, where are we going? Yeah, the Cubs have a chance to repeat. The Dodgers are going to be really good coming out of the West. I think the Mets will have a chance. The Mets Nationals in the NL East will be very interesting. Yeah, I think to the watch. American League's good, or the National League's really good. Sixteen yeah, seconds. Yeah, they're pretty stank this year. Uh, NL Central. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Probably hurry. Cardinals, maybe Pirates coming up again. Eleven seconds. Brewers still suck. Um. God, the Astros were in that Five. division from for like their entire history, and I can't remember who's in it anymore. All right, that's it. I think the Red Sox have a shot. Yeah, Red Sox are pretty good. Thirty White, seconds of baseball, baby. White Sox keep trying to shop uh, Quintanilla, so they're okay, not going to do anything. We're creeping close to forty-five seconds here, guys. Let's cool it, please. Alrighty. <laughs> Go Rangers, is it baby. Time, is it time to get weird? It's time. Is it to get a little weird? Yes. Yeah, it is. Let's do it. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. That's ready to get weird tonight or what? Don't say weird shit. Time to get weird with Walt Chuck, baby. Let's get weird. 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 Rub it on your teeth, baby. Yeah. All right, you got me going. All right. Are we talking genitals today? More We're talking middle school teacher arrested in $6 million drug bust, motherlickers. What? Yeah. $6 million? 
Six million dollars. Teacher? School teacher? Teachers, baby. Let me guess. Let Plural. me guess. Two. That is that has to come from like one of the that has to come from Florida. No. It's a crazy state of Florida. It's possible. It's possible. It? It's not. It's in Georgia, which is a neighbor of Florida. Georgia. Georgia Peaches. Georgia. This was in the Atlanta airport last week, actually. Listen, man. Bojangles. Six million dollar drug bust. School teacher elementary school? Oh, middle school, baby. Middle school mm. teacher. Yeah. Male, female? Two females. Oh, two? Two females. Courtesy of the New York Post, this story is, by the way, but Georgia deputies raided a middle school teacher's home and seized guns and $6 million in cocaine and heroin. Gangsta. Woo! American gangsta style. Where's Denzel when you need him? Boy, he might be in jail now. The 28-year-old teacher, Carla Alvarez, and two others are facing drug trafficking and gun charges following... This drug bust by local authorities in Hall County. I can imagine all the school teachers at the local uh, middle school coming over to do lesson plans and uh, turning... Snorting up cocaine. Yeah, and trapping at the same time. Just thinking, damn, I hate these kids and just shooting up. That's quite a gig. Well, it had to be, I mean, $6 million. This must be some hard stuff. They must have been selling, I mean, like 21 Jump Street style, right? The PE teachers selling these weird kind of drugs, making profit off the kids. Oh, the Here's these middle school teachers... Yeah. Wait, well, does it say what it was? Like, is it a bunch of cocaine? So, it was cocaine of... and heroin. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, and they had guns, apparently, so really? they were ready to be... Protection. ...to be rot. so <clears throat> as I clear my throat. That is some crazy teacher stuff, yes, man. Yes, and the, the, the middle school was called Chest, Chestesty? Chestesty? Chestesty Middle School Academy in Gainesville. In, Ga- in Gainesville, Georgia? Yes, and not to mention this... Teacher was also the girls' soccer coach, and she taught Spanish, according to the school's website. The sheriff, Lieutenant Scott Ware, said, I've worked drugs and gangs for a long time, and it was one of the larger cocaine seizures I've ever seen. Man, that is actually kind of legit. Yeah. Those middle school Spanish teachers, man. <laughs> Investigators <laughs> executed a search warrant and it found 61 kilos, oh. which is 134 pounds of cocaine. That's a Tuesday night for Walchick. One kilo equals two pounds. Now that's a Tuesday night of heroin. <laughs> Guns and cash in the home, which Alvarez shared with Monica Pascual, Rito, and her brother. Brito is 24. She was arrested alongside Alvarez, as well as Ricardo Brito, who was 28. They got information that there was probably a substantial amount of heroin and cocaine at the house, and the people raided. The paper reported that Alvarez has been a teacher at the school since 2015. The Hill County School District is conducting an investigation. As a result <laughs> yeah, of the every, arrest, every teacher now is like, "Oh, everyone's no. getting drug tested." <laughs> this is totally. It's going to come out that everybody's got cocaine in their system. The kids in the Spanish class, the girls on the soccer team, are screwed. Man, when you said school teacher, I thought it was going to be another one of those sex scandal things that we see all well, the time. Well, I'll tell you what. There's been a lot of those popping up, and to me, the the weird thing about it is, and I, I maybe it's inappropriate that I say this, but a lot of the teachers are actually pretty attractive. That are involved in these really all the stories that i've seen the ones here locally in dallas the teacher's been pretty darn cute and i find it hard to believe that she would have trouble being hit on or finding men of her age if she goes out in public to bars but for whatever reason these young women are messing around with their student underage students which is just bizarre 
Well, not this lady in Georgia. No, this lady She's instead just, was she must be a part of the cartel. Drugs. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of something else because that's an insane amount of For drugs. For just like dude. a random middle school teacher to have a hundred plus pounds of cocaine and dude, heroin. That is and, an insane amount of and a drugs. Giant stock of guns. You think she was a cool teacher, or do you think she was like a, just a total? Just like a total stuck up. What's the record of the soccer team? Are they like That's a good question? <laughs> oh, I yeah. Know. Wonder if they're a good team. I don't know. We can look up Celestity, whatever it is. <laughs> Let me Chastity. see if I can figure this out. It's middle Chastity. school. Yeah. Chastity. Chastity yeah. Middle School. Spell that. Here, I'll pull the arrow. So, so this lady is a Spanish teacher and a soccer coach at this middle school, and she's also the drug lord. She's providing <laughs> all the drugs for the students. For the it's entire like, city of like, Gainesville. Maybe the you, state of Georgia. She probably tells her kids, students, like, listen, all right, listen, I'm noble. All right, so I know you're in seventh grade now. When you get to ninth grade, let me know. I can get you some stuff. I'm not going to do it now because I'm a good person. All right, but in two years, when you're 14 and a half, call me. We can party. I think I found it. Did you? Okay. I want to know if she's a good coach because she's probably high as balls coaching all the time. Let's see. Chastity Middle School Soccer. Girl soccer or boys soccer? Honestly, Bab, I'm kind of surprised you didn't is, know is this. Is this the one you're looking at? Bab, I'm yes. surprised you didn't just already know this off the top of your head. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, disappointed. I, just, I, know, I know random middle how schools are they in doing? Georgia, how their soccer teams are doing. How did you not know that? All right, do we have it? What's the score? What, what's the record here? Oh, no. It's, see, it's middle school, so it may take. Oh, wait. Well, hey. Can't believe they even soccer keep track page of this on the website. Ah, of course, no outcomes. Oh, they're in the middle of their season. They too. had to forfeit. No, all their players and all their coaches turned out they were high all season, uh, <laughs> so they had to just cancel it all, forfeit all games. Uh, here, but they were see, undefeated. <laughs> they were a superhero team. We couldn't understand. Here's the yeah. Here's the schedule, but there there's no outcomes. There's Honestly, no a bunch of soccer players on cocaine. They might actually be pretty <laughs> dominant. They're scheduled. They were scheduled to have a game yesterday against West Hall. I feel like that game didn't happen. Oh, I'm sorry, Bab. You didn't get to stream it. I know you were yeah. dying to do that. Man, I never had it. The high school, school teams one and one. No, the high school teams four, four and one. So maybe they got a decent feeder. Chesity High School. <laughs> well, at that point, they're addicted. So it's just a, it's no well, problem. Well, Dan for Quinn them. said, "Hey, they're a football state, and all they <laughs> care about is football, baby." So I don't know how much. They're putting into their female soccer teams. That's wild. Ow. You know what? Actually, we had, one of our listeners, one of my uh, good friends is a listener of the show. He lives in Atlanta. We need to. I need to reach out to him about this, see if he's got any inside scoop on this stuff. Some of these Georgia teacher drug dealing you soccer should. coaches. You should, because who knows? That's People insane. are getting weird and gross and sexual all at the same time up in Georgia. And you are here to give us the 411. Trying to get a weird, baby. Thank you for that, man. I feel so good now. Yeah, was that a little better than the previous two? I don't think anything is going to top week one. Yeah, the school's got a 4.8 star rating on Facebook. Deformed. Yeah, because the whole community buys their drugs from there. Why would you want to? Everybody, all the, yeah, all the no, guys that drive it a bad rating. Yeah, it's exactly. the best place to get drugs in the entire state. That Yeah, that's actually the rating for their drugs. Jeez. But no one knows it. Four, 4. 4.8 out of 5 stars, that's pretty good drugs, I'd have to say. Yeah, it looks bad on the school, dude. Seventh grade art students are exploring the principle of balance. You have anything about the uh, while high the on Spanish, the Spanish students <laughs> because she taught Spanish. Not, not really. It's on Cinco de Mayo. She had to have some cartel Here's ties, the eighth grade bro. culinary students making pizza. You know, it's really on that pizza. <laughs> Cocaine. It's actually good on pizza. Just try it. Mm. 
Actually, you did try that in Vegas. You were the one that told me. Whoa, 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 what? Yeah, when you sprinkled cocaine no, on your pizza. No, No, I did not. Oh, oh no. That was you, not me. You thought it was Parmesan. Look, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, let me tell you. But I would probably make that mistake. Well, it wouldn't be a mistake after you tried it. Well, no. I didn't do that. What is this? I'm too scared. This is some good tunes right here, baby. I can't believe uh, that. My dad's 80s music. Raising me on 80s music is where this is coming from. Way to go, Mr. Bab. All right, what else we got here? This is Eric Clapton. Breaking Bad cocaine. style, baby. Cocaine. Licky, licky. Is that the chorus? Cocaine is literally the chorus. That Eric Clapton was a lyrical genius. That angel dust, baby. Yeah, that's all I got for Let's Get Weird this week. Dude, that was fun, man. That was fun. I'm, I thought we were going to hear cool about story. more distorted genitals, but you no. shied away from it, and I'm actually glad. I had to even it out, now it's time to get away from that. Good. Time to move on. Drugs is the next best dressing. Drugs is always weird. Always. So, uh, you got some McGregor stuff you want to talk to us about? I always had McGregor stuff I want to talk about. All right, well. By the way, like, are you as big of a hater towards baseball as you are to, you know, this UFC Conor McGregor Floyd deal? No, the only reason why I'm slightly... Because you seem really not enthused, and it's kind of making me pissed. Okay, the only reason why I'm slightly, slightly down on it is because I'm just I'm just sick of it, man. Just get it, get your stuff together. What the hell are you sick of, dude? I'm it's gonna... called building a fight and hyping it up, okay, bro. Well, they, are, they have built it to the clouds. Have they? Because it's only been for a few months, Eric. Mayweather Pacquiao took years. They built it to the heavens. Yeah, and then what was the climax? The climax was... The oh, you think this climax is going to be bad? You think Connor's ever going to put on a bad show, Eric? I hope it's a better climax than the Pacquiao climax. walk out again, dude. I'm about to get the hell up this time, slam the door in your face, and say deuces. Yeah, well, take that freaking chub with you. Mm, it's erect. Torqued. Who said that? Yeah, it's torqued. <laughs> torqued. It's not like we uh, haven't said anything bad on the show. Man, before. I've said some weird things on the so show. So what did they did they finally decide that they were going to come to terms? Is it agreed? It's, is there a scheduled date? Well, what's the what's the pertinent information? Here? First of all, when we left this thing, Floyd Mayweather was retired. Conor McGregor and the UFC were at odds. Dana White was saying this fight's never going to happen. Well, since then, let's go to cut number three. Floyd Mayweather made a little announcement. When I faced Arturo Gallo, I went to his turf. He was the A side. I was the B side. I beat him. I didn't cry. I didn't complain. When I faced Oscar De La Hoy, he was the A side. I was the B side. I didn't cry. I didn't complain. I beat him, and I became the A side. For Conor McGregor, I'm coming out of retirement just to fight Conor McGregor. I don't want to hear no more. I don't want to hear no more excuses about the money, about the UFC. Sign the paper with the UFC so you can fight me in June. Simple and plain. Let's fight in June. You're the B side. I'm the A side. We're not here to cry about. We're not here to cry about money. I'm tired of all this crying about money and talking about you want to fight. You blow smoke up everybody's ass. If you want to fight, 
sign the paperwork. Let's do it. <laughs> no one likes Floyd. There's actually a lot of people that rep the money team. If you were there, Walchick, would you have punched that guy in the face that was booing? <sighs> no, I'd have booed with him. Look, first of all, Floyd, no one's scared of you, dude. And if Connor says he's going to fight you, don't worry. Let's do it. You're going to do it. Secondly, June is something that he's going to throw out there. It's beneficial for Floyd for this to happen as soon as possible. So Connor can't just focus on his boxing lessons and watching tape and getting with his boxing coaches, whatever it is that he's going to do. Excuses, man. Excuses. Second of all, he's got a baby on the way that's due, I believe, in May. Who, McGregor? McGregor, yes. Or June. I mean, it's due around this time. And that's the reason why Dana White and the UFC knew, hey, we're not even going to be booking a McGregor fight until the end of the year because Connor said his girlfriend, D. Devlin, she gets really stressed out when he fights. It's not good for the baby in terms of her being pregnant. So Connor wasn't going to be scheduling anything until after this baby's born. He's going to have some time, get used to that, because that's a lifestyle change, man. I mean, it's Connor's first kid. It's going to affect you mentally, emotionally. You've got to get used to that different kind of dynamic. Now you're responsible for another human being's life, right? So June's a little too soon. I think September is what I've seen floating around. But the big question was, and Floyd said it, if we want to go ahead and play cut number one, Floyd said, look, I'm my own boss. Connor, he's not his boss. There's a lot of barking, but there's no biting. When you talk about biting, sign the contract. Don't talk the shit. If you really want to fight, sign the fucking contract, and we can make it happen. So just letting the world know that he's full of shit. He don't really want to fight. Oh, I want to fight. I want to fight. I want to fight. Mayweather's scaring me. Well, listen, I'm my own boss. Let's make the fight happen. First off, Floyd Damn, definitely is. He said, I'm better than you. Yeah, Floyd. And Floyd made he sure. Said, I'm going to beat your ass, boy. And Floyd made sure, like, look, I'm the A side, you're the B side. He's basically like, Connor, know your place. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of, I'm, now I'm a little bit juiced for this. I feel I feel Floyd in, in that kind of stance. I mean, Floyd does run boxing. He's the king. He's made all this money. He runs his stuff. And look, Connor's not his own boss. Dana White is. But let's see what Dana White, Connor's boss, had to say about making this fight happen. Cut number two. You know, he, he obviously has a lot of opportunities right now. Uh, Tony Ferguson is out there. Uh, you know, the Floyd Mayweather thing is out there. We'll see how this thing plays out. So Floyd Mayweather thing is still a possibility, though? Yeah, I mean, there's... there's it doesn't make a lot of sense for my business, but I would never keep Connor from making that kind of money. So Dana basically just said, look, hey, I'm not going to stop Connor. There's too much money to be had. He went on Conan later and said the same thing. There's too much money for all parties, and which is basically what Corey and I were saying, the profits that we were. There's too much money in this thing for it to not come into place. Now you've got Floyd. I'm out of retirement. I'm down. You've got Connor, who said he was down. Now you've got Dana, who is Connor's boss. Floyd can do what he wants, but Connor needs Dana's blessing, and he needs the UFC to sign off. Dana's now said, all right, let's do this. Here's Connor McGregor now, the master that he is of stirring the pot. Now Floyd's come out of retirement. Here's Connor. You're starting to grow. Went Walt to Jake. a boxing match over St. Patrick's Day for his buddy Mickey Conlon, who's one of the best Irish boxers around. Connor seeks out, I believe it's one of the, the main press guys for actually this first cut, cut four, is going to be him backstage getting interviewed about Floyd. Everybody's going to ask him about Floyd, right? You know what I'm going to ask you? Yeah, what? fuck Floyd. Trust me. 
This whole boxing world don't know what they're gonna see when I roll in here. I'm unpredictable. Nobody knows what they're gonna, <laughs> what they're in for. Everybody's writing me off. Everyone has this little, you know. But they're gonna be in shock. Make no mistake about it. So I'm, I'm ready. I look forward to it. I'm excited. I'm, I'm prepared. We're very close to inking it. For June, like he says. No, we'll listen. I'm not gonna say no more. We'll, we're very close. That's it. So this is God, following. I love him. Like, man. Anytime Connor speaks, it's just. You know what I'm gonna ask you? Yeah. What? Fuck Floyd. Trust. <laughs> like he didn't even say it. You know what I'm gonna ask you? Yeah, F boy. Oh, All right, it's coming out. So earlier at the actual match, I think it was either before or afterwards. This is in the arena. This is going to be cut number six, Bab. Connor seeks out in the crowd one of the major boxing writers or press guys for boxing, and this is what he had to say. I'm the boxing guy. Watch me take over boxing. Trust me on that. Boy, doesn't know, not knowing this boxing game knows what's coming. Trust me on that. When I step in there, I'm gonna shock the whole goddamn world. Trust happen? me on that. Look me in the eyes. 28 years of age. Confident as a motherfucker. Long range. Dangerous with every hand. Trust me. I'm gonna stop Floyd. You're all gonna fight. When's it gonna happen? You're all gonna eat your wounds. The whole world is gonna eat your wounds. When's it gonna happen? Again, comes. Don't worry about it. You'll hear about it. You'll hear about it. I'm out of here. It is mink coat, baby. He started giving all his demographics. I'm 28 years old. Long, lanky. 5'6". 145 Dangerous with every hand. Will kill you. It's happening, baby. This fight's going to happen. Dana White, and I believe this is on, uh, oh, man, what Conan O'Brien's show. Basically, this is an intriguing matchup, and all the boxing people are saying, look, Conor's got no shot. Here's Dana White, who was a boxing guy before he jumped into the UFC, Grew up, loved boxing. Dana's met both these guys in person. This is his take on the matchup. Cut number five. Anybody who's ever seen Floyd Mayweather, you've seen him, right? Yeah. yeah. He's this big, okay? He's that tall. Um, and That's not really true. Yeah. Uh, Very short. Exactly. Yeah, tall. That's White. really, uh, no. Here? That's oh, the size sorry. of a small refrigerator <laughs> you're describing. <laughs> and but anyway, yes. Yeah, Conor McGregor is huge. And, you know, he's 27 years old. He's in the prime of his career. Floyd is 40. Floyd always had problems with southpaws. Connor is a southpaw, and, and Connor hits hard. When he hits people, they go. It's true, man. Puncher's chance. Nate Diaz. He's been in the ring with Connor McGregor for a full 25 minutes. In total, maybe like 32, 33 minutes of Octeon time because they've had two fights, and eventually the trilogy fight will happen between Connor and Nate, but Connor's going to go make his cheddar and knock Floyd Mayweather out right now in the process. Here's what Nate Diaz had to say on a show. It was a boxing show. He was alongside Gilbert Melendez, a fellow UFC fighter that's in his camp, on if Connor has a chance at all against Floyd. Cut number seven. I think Greg McGregor, I think he's good and he's got, got, uh, he's got a good chance to make something happen in two or three rounds. But I think, think that, so. I think if any, anything, two or three rounds. Yeah. I think Diaz has been hanging out with that school teacher we just got done talking about. Nate has been hitting the head a few times. God, He's Lee. never been a really good talker. I mean, if you ever follow, if you followed the press conferences with Connor and Nate leading up to their fights, um, it's essentially just like Nate saying, F you, you're on steroids, F you. You know what I'm going to ask you? Yeah, what? fuck Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think he's right, man. Connor has a ferocious high-tempo pace. Now, the thing with boxing is boxing is, I think, it's three minutes, 12 three-minute rounds. UFC, for a title fight, it's going to be five five-minute rounds. So 25 minutes of fight time compared to, what, 35 minutes or whatever that is, 32 minutes? What's 12 times three? We're not going to ask 36, you. 36. 69. 69. 36 minutes of fight time. But it's quicker, shorter rounds. Connor's going to come out with fury. 
Uh, I'm sure Floyd is going to make sure that the ounce weight of the gloves is as big as possible. I think he's probably 10 ounces is the biggest that they can do. I think eight ounces would be fine, but the bigger the gloves are, the less power Connor's going to be punching with. I mean, the UFC uses, what, four-ounce gloves, something like that. You're basically getting some knuckle in there. So that's going to tame down the, the shots of Connor a little bit. Everything is is favoring Floyd. You know Floyd's going to stack everything in his corner. I just still think at the end of the day, man, and I know I'm in the minority here, but I'm sticking by my guy. I can't wait for this fight to happen, and everybody's going to remember where they were the night Floyd Mayweather got knocked the F out by Conor McGregor. And eventually, we're not going to talk about it again. We'll probably play the McGregor music because the Foggy Dew's sexy as hell. But soon enough, we're going to get an, an announcement, a fight announcement. Conor Floyd's happening, and I'm thinking maybe around September would be a good time to do it if not the end of the year. I think June's too soon. And you could kind of hear from Connor there in that clip. Uh, I don't know, but little... you'll, you'll, you'll hear about it, though. You'll hear about it. We're getting close. I think they are getting close. And I think uh, it's going to be... It's going to be one for the ages, baby. I'm j- I, will get, I will get fully torqued in excitement as soon as it gets inked and we know we have a day, a time, and a place. Then, Walchick, I will be raging torque with you, my friend. I'm Sword fighting. It. Let's do it. But... I thought that was fun, you know, just piecing together kind of what we've missed. Part of this whole thing is selling it, right, and promoting and hyping the fight. You've got the two best promoters in their respective sports, maybe on the planet, period, right now, just doing their work. Floyd out there in the media, talking his talk. Connor doing what he does, talking his talk. Now you've got Dana White thrown in there, which is the third party. I think it's, it's, it's fun, man. It's just a good time. It's just fun. And we're going to look back on it once the, once the fight schedule, man. Oh, it's on from there. It's on from there. Well, I don't know a ton about fighting. I'm a casual fan. Anyone I personally know that is into that is on the Mayweather side. I think maybe other than Corey. I think Corey's a McGregor well, Corey guy. Corey knows what he's talking about. Yeah, Corey's my, well, he's the only smart one. And he's I rolled guess, with huh? an Invicta fighter. Okay. Everybody's calling. Everybody's saying it's going to be. Mayweather on what, top. Can we call Corey real quick? Can we get him on, you think? No, man. He's like Clay. He's not going to answer. You don't think he's going to answer right now? He might be doing some physics stuff. You Who think knows? so? I mean, you're welcome to give him a shout. I don't have his number. Oh, yeah. I do. I'm not like... look. What I, are we going to do? Call him and just say, all right, we have one question for you, Corey, and that is it. Yeah. Who's winning? McGregor or Floyd? Yeah. Should I just hang up on him immediately I, afterwards? <laughs> yes. I know that he knows. Yes. He, we know the answer to the question. He's been on. But I think it'd be fun. Just yeah, what? fuck Floyd. Yeah, and then and then hang up. Because <laughs> you know he's doing Connor. Right. He's got a brain. Here you go, Bab. I'm not going to say his number out loud. Corey's got a brain. All the ladies are going to start flooding. He's his probably phone not going to answer because it's going to be some random number. I will. I will personally. Did you, I don't want to give any financial gain, but I'm just sure of it that he will not answer the phone. Even if you were to text him and say, "Answer this random number's phone." If I if I texted him that and he had his phone on him, he would do it. But for all I know, Corey lost his phone or I got a text from Clay, by the way, that says I'm really sorry. (laughs) He got our voicemail. Yeah. We're gonna leave Corey a voicemail if he doesn't answer. Could be the Army Rangers. Come on, Corey. It's not gonna work. He's not gonna answer. He's not gonna answer. 
you have reached the voicemail of Allison. If you could leave a brief message with some contact information, I will try and get back to you as soon as possible. So professional. Just leave the Connor. Play the, uh... Hey, Corey, uh... Yeah, for fuck, Floyd! <laughs> Nosebleed seats out! Thanks for, uh, thanks for helping us out, Corey. Not answering the phone, Corey. Jeez. This was your chance to shine. We're calling you live on Nosebleeds. We're getting our McGregor chugs We were together. talking, Connor. We were talking Floyd. I ran down the audio timeline since the last time we talked. Floyd out of retirement, building up this fight. And I just wanted some more reassurance that our boy Connor is going to knock the F out. Floyd. Connor, what do you think? Yeah, Connor, what do you Bab, think? what are you doing? Connor, what do you think? Yeah. He's being drowned out by 50 Cent. We'll turn that off and put Connor up. Okay. And then hang up. I need more controls. Yeah, well, fuck Floyd. Bye. Bye, Corey. Well, our our phone calls did not really work today, so. Yeah, our phone calls didn't work. I hope the whole show did work, though. I mean, <laughs> I thought that we had a beginning, middle, and end. There was. For the most part, it was solid. And Kennedy. we ended with some drops of Connor, which always makes the show better. We got a hold of Kennedy. But yeah, he well, was... fuck Floyd. Yeah. Kennedy was doing a whole bunch of different stuff. But thanks, Kennedy, for, for joining us today. Thank you, Kennedy. <laughs> Thank you, not thank you to Clay Massey. Uh, thank Actually, you, not thank you to Corey Allison. We have You want to play the Let's Get Weird intro one more time? Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. That's some good. That's a good intro. You want an extra one? You have another one? You want a bonus segment? Really? Yeah, I can pull something up. Only if I can get some weird bed music to go with it. Yeah. All right, what you got? This craft beer made from recycled sewage water reportedly tastes fan freaking tastic. Mm. Yeah. Drinking copious amounts of alcohol is a reasonable and highly recommended activity now that the world is quite possibly crumbling into oblivion. Well, that's pretty negative. But when of you. life keeps giving you shit and lemonade mixed drinks, what else should you do? For one brewery in San Diego, the answer is super simple. Flip that shit into some drinkable beer of your own. Stone Brewery recently debuted a beer made from water that comes from the toilet. Steve Gonzalez, Stone Brewing Senior Manager of Brewing and Innovation, said he was initially skeptical about using recycled water, but now considers the resulting beverage one of his favorites. Among the pale ales that I've made, it's probably in the top three. The beer has been named the Full Circle Pale Ale and is brewed using water from the Pure Program wa Program Pure Water Program in San Diego. The beer boasts both caramel and tropical fruit notes. It's a very clean tasting beer. Early taste testers agreed. It's hoppy, one tester said. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's delicious, though it's, the first circle pale ale is not officially available for purchase. It's got that uh, hepatitis C that, feel that, that to it. Size. Stone Brewing hopes to offer the beer to the public. Oh, this tastes like gonorrhea. <laughs> Very soon. With their pure water program, the city of San Diego is tackling the need for That's a new city locally controlled drought-proof water supply. 
The phased multi-year water program aims to use aims to use purification technology in the production of one-third of the city's drinking water by 2035. Damn, that's a long time. The Full Circle Pale Ale has already earned the enthusiastic approval of San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner, who told the Times of San Diego last week that the beer was, quote-unquote, fantastic. <laughs> that is that is pretty... It, I would have called it booty beer. Yeah. I don't, what, what did they call it? Full Circle? I mean, that is yeah, pretty good. It does go, yeah, it is... It does go full circle in the worst way. Unbelievable. Well, Story well, courtesy of Complex by Trace William Cohen, just to give ample credit. I bet it is an immensely hoppy. Yeah, lots of hops to it. A bit nutty. I'm surprised someone described it as clean and tastes pure. Yeah, no, it's made of poop water. Yeah. It's gross. Booty. I would never booty order beer. that. Speaking of rolling in your own feces. Literally. We've had a lot of feces talk in the last two weeks. A lot of, lot of it. But you know what? It's a nosebleed seats kind of thing. It's weird. When you're up there all alone, what are you supposed to do? Gravity. Inertia flows right out. Love being up there. Love being somewhere. All right. I guess that's it for today's show. Tonight's show. Tomorrow's show. This week's show. Hope you guys liked it. Next week... We'll see what happens. I'd like to, at some point, finally go to this karaoke bar and get this thing going. I think Dang that's it. something that we might need to set up. I was hoping you forgot about that. No, I think that might need to be set up between now and then. Also, uh, I'm going to need to talk to you guys about this little bit of a bomb drop. I got scheduled a couple overnight shifts next week. Um, so You son of a bitch. Yeah, it's not my fault. I don't handle the scheduling. But we might need to record maybe on a on a Thursday night next okay. week, if that's possible at all. We'll <sighs> see. Whatever, man. We'll do a show. We'll just have to pick maybe a different night Listen, than Wednesday. I am flexible. I'm pretty flexible. I don't know about my schedule. Like splits? Yeah. Okay. It's really up to Bab, I guess. It really is up to Bab. Uh, I can tell you I will not be here next Thursday. Where I'll are you working? Going? I'll be working my very last STARS internship game. Okay, what a, well, we'll talk off air about yeah, what we we'll can figure make it work. out. <laughs> but we will be here for but you we'll, next we'll week, do nonetheless. Something. We'll do something. Don't worry about it. Us nosebleeders will be here to make your ears bleed one way or another. Yes. Thank you for listening. Follow us on iTunes Podcast, Nosebleed Seats. Our Facebook page, Nosebleed Seats Podcast. At my Twitter at Z-A-C-H-W-O-L-C-H-U-K. That's at Zach Wolchuk. At Chio Follow Sports. And? At Babosphere. B-A-B-B-O Sphere. There it is. That's all of our handles. Tweet us, comment. Let us know what you think about the show. Help grow it, baby. We want these numbers up and popping. Keeping it live. The best new show on the internets. Nosebleed Seats. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come, boys. You know what I'm going to ask you? Yeah, what? fuck Floyd. <laughs>